Yellow. We are live. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Excellent. You sound great, Joey. You sound great, Mike. It, uh, how long has it been, the space between our first conversation? Um, over a year. A lot has That's happened. Like, yeah, about a year and a half. In, um, in 2014 time, Blade time, one year, it's like been a decade of advancements. Yeah. yeah. And you've been to Barcelona and you... Oh, where, man. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah, did you go? You went to um, the... Was it On Vacation? Is that what it was called? Uh, on Holiday. Oh, God. The video. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. On Holiday. You made yep. that. So you've been on some big blade trips. Um, a couple, yeah. A couple in the in the past year. But yeah. I, I was thinking about it. I was walking home from work and I want to mm-hmm. start this podcast... Uh, talking about if you are going through a blade crisis right now <laughs> um not so much right now uh i think i'm i think this is the first time i've uh been pretty happy with like an aggressive skate since i got the sebos um so like it was like when i got the fras it kind of like sent me on the blade crisis and i think like the fras are really cool but it was like the intuition liner that was like kind of like I don't know. Yeah, definitely sent me on that path because it was like, anytime I would be on my aggressives, which were shadows at the time, I you know obviously I'm not using an intuition liner, so it just felt so different. Like every it didn't feel good, uh, and uh, so I was like, I just basically was sent on a quest to find something I can skate like as an aggressive skate, but still use the intuition liner. So uh, where I ended up was the RB solo boot. And I didn't like the big chunky like wide body thing on there, so I took that off. Or actually, I, I bought a set off of like the that Facebook blade trade thing. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even have them. Um, and they didn't even come with liners either. It was like perfect. I got them for like sixty bucks. Um, because I was planning on getting a Dap Souls for them because I saw Rob G at Pow Wow and he had that set up and they were like just looking so sick. Um, so yeah, I just basically copied him and he had it with the intuition liner as well. So I knew it would work cause he was just shredding with those things. And so I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to try that. So I made it, I made it happen. And, uh, so far so good. I like, I was able to downsize because the liner so like thin, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I have like an eight shell in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, solo boot and it's good on my right foot. I think my left foot's a little bit bigger than my right foot though. So I stub, I've been stubbing toes a little bit. So um, I'm going to see if I can get my buddy Garrett to uh, dremel out just a little bit of the toe on the inside of it on the left skate just so I can just give myself a little bit more breathing room and then I think I'll have a perfect skate. Are you in the old Intuition Liner or the official skate liner? <sighs> intuition Skate Liner, yeah. Okay, so you have a little bit more room in the toes than the last one. Um, but yeah... Um, does it have? Does it still have like the buckle on the instep? Your your rollerblade skates? Um. Yes. It, well, it's not a buckle though. It's a it's a velcro strap. So I really like that. Okay. So yeah. I think everybody, a lot of people, have two different size feet, or like the way that it sits in the skate might be different. And yeah, that um, might be a common thing for sure. I totally forgot. I'm more excited for uh, the new feet video now that. I hear you talking about Rob G's setup because I forgot that he was in. He has a super ninja setup then because he's in 
those adapt soles are like really thin and mm-hmm. the and the liner to know that he's in that i can't wait to see it it, oh, yeah. it enhances um every skate that it goes into as long as it's the right fit yeah yeah i've seen them in i, I don't know they seem awkward in, a, in some skates that i've seen so i you know uh, I I definitely dig them in the setup though, and I, I some people like I've talked to like have problems with how high they are, but I, I don't think they've re- truly given them a run. You know what I mean? They just look at them in their skate and they're like, oh, they seem too high, or oh, I don't think I would like that, or whatever. But um, I think I think if everybody tried them, they would pretty much like see the light. Like they're definitely. Um, not um, that I'm an expert on liners because I haven't skated a skate that required a liner for quite some time. So I don't really, you know, I guess I, I'm not a good person to say it. But to me, it seems like they, they, they're they like the highest quality liner on the market. But what do I know? How how weird did you go with it? Did you try it in, in the shadow? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I was I was kind of done with shadows. Uh, by the Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel right to me. I, I I'm hanging on to them though. I'm looking at I'm looking at them right now. I have two two pairs just sitting in the corner collecting dust. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm digging this setup right now. Yeah. So you released a really good. It was your 2013 edit, correct? Like Mike Torres 2013. I did release a 2013 edit. And going to comment on how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the first half was was in like aggressive frames and the second half was on power blade frames yeah just yeah that was kind of like yeah that, that was like the idea behind it and then like the last little bit was just kind of like my favorite favorite little tricks that i did so uh, it was like kind of a combination for the last like few tricks have you tried to compare your uh fra to like have you put on the power blade in the shadow since trying the fra um wait say that i'm sorry say that one more time like uh like have you compared your first like big wheel kind of setup would have been the shadows with the power blade frames yes have you gone back to those uh yeah but again like yeah yeah yeah. so but my big problem wasn't necessarily with the frames man it's like where i have to like back up like a bunch of stuff like yeah so my big problem wasn't necessarily with the frames it was with the skates like and it was mainly because of the um the liner you know because I, I didn't have like that that the way the fra's like support and uh the response and you know everything that you get with that skate especially with the liner like i wasn't getting that when i would put my big wheel set up with the shadows so it just wasn't I don't know. It was like a whole thing. Like I, 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 I couldn't find like a good groove when switching between the Sebas and the shadows. Like it just wasn't working. So like, I kind of blame Seba for like kind of knocking me away from shadow. <laughs> like, and, and it's not a bad thing, but like, I was like, I have so much shadow shit that I was like <laughs> hoarding because I just, I, I got a little scared that they were going to do away with the 1.0 souls. And so I just started like buying souls and I started buying everybody's old shadows and then then i got the fras and now i'm like just sitting on this pile of shadow shit and i just don't even like them so i don't know <laughs> but to answer your question as far as the uh between yeah like the sevas are like i think we are like whenever we talk over social media we like always make these references about like having uh different tools for for 
you know, for the job, you know what I mean? And uh, the power blade frame, I still really like that frame. I think I was using it um, like in that edit that you were just talking about, I think I was using it in a lot of ways that I would rather use a Seba skate now and like the Seba frame and the Seba setup. But like, there are things like, I don't love grinding in the Sebas. Like, I think they're cool for souls um, and stuff like that. But like, I, I used to like be able to just full on like skate the, the 80 millimeter power blade frame like a normal skate kind of like I got to a point where I finally got comfortable enough that I didn't mind doing uh I guess like h block tricks even though there isn't an h block but like things like that on ledges and stuff like that um you know it's like, I guess it's like as long as you get low enough it, it didn't really feel so bad and then of course I thought I was going to be able to adapt that to <laughs> to the sebas and like I just I haven't figured that one out yet so like not that like and again it's like the different tool for the job so it's like when I'm on the Sebas, I'm not necessarily like looking to grind, but sometimes the opportunity kind of presents itself. So I'm like, oh, let me, you know, what, what if this, you know, this might be cool to do. And, but you know, it's, it doesn't always work with that skate. So, you know, I'm just figuring out, you know, where to use the skate and stuff like that. And so far, so good. I've, I've definitely been digging it and I probably skate them more, maybe a little bit more than my aggressives. It's about 50, 50, but, um, you know, so yeah, that's that. Did I answer the question? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, yeah. I'm still. I've been starting to think more because, um, I I was in aggressives for so long, and then I was in the FRA, and now Leon's introduced this new setup, and he's always goddamn like one step ahead. So I'm always right. wondering like if by next year, Todd and I are going to be skating on this setup, thinking it's like the future and then leon's going to be on some new shit but it's made it's made me think a lot about how yeah there are so many tools and i don't think i've always been idealistic thinking there's going to be one setup where you're going to be able to do everything but um someone's going to have to come up with some really uh ingenious shit for that to work because you always have to give up a little bit of something um to get more of the other thing but i f i feel like the the closest i've felt is yeah some kind of a I don't know, like an 80, 80 millimeter setup where you could still kind of do H block stuff. Yeah. A lot of people, once they got used to it, they could do a lot with it. But it's crazy because if you try a metal frame opposed to a plastic frame, uh, it's so much more responsive. So. Yes, um, and, and that's exactly it. Like so, I I, I definitely prefer the Seba setup, but it doesn't necessarily grind that well, you know. So, uh, but. If I need like that, that just really nice response and I'm like doing a carve or, you know, something like that. Um, I don't know. And just not even, I don't know. You just feel awesome skating the skates, man. Like you feel like when I remember, you know, just put the first time you put it on your feet, you just like, they're, they're really suction cup to your foot because of the, the liner with the downsize and, and that they're so responsive because of the metal frame and like, uh, you know, the wheels are awesome. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I was like pretty much, uh. I was, I was very, uh, very happy the first time I put those things on and I've been pretty addicted to them ever since. Me too. I was shocked. Uh, it's weird how that, that liner makes your skates seem faster somehow. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. how that's possible, but that was the first time I felt that. So what shells, I know, um, people are having problems with the liner in, um, like the Volo light shell. Someone was posting that the shell was like, cutting into the liner and people right. in thrones i think it didn't work as well so it's like the fra and the 
and the solo slash twister shell seem to be the best for it so far. Yeah, so from that's that's right. That's from what I've seen. I've seen somebody with them in razors, and they look they might have worked okay, but they looked a little weird. And I can't remember which mold it was. Um, it might have been the Genesis or something. It was it just looked weird. Um, let's see. Taylor's rocking them pretty good in the super lights. Um, Who is Taylor Ritchie? He was able to. Oh. Yeah. He was able to get down to like, and I put my foot in it. I was able to fit in a size seven super light, and I'm like a ten and a half for shoe. So um, it must have felt super super light. And <laughs> super that should be their next skate. I'm, I'm so tired. Well, I'm, it's kind of a lot over now, but the whole like making your skates lighter thing, it's, it's so silly. Like that. Yeah, it, <laughs> it didn't was just re- so not necessary. No. But. It didn't matter that much, really. It just needed to be more responsive and maybe a little slimmer than more than anything. But um, yeah, responsive response is like the big, big thing that weighs you down more than anything. Yeah, leg time and and like heel lift and stuff like that is going to make your skates way heavier. But you know, let people shave ounces off with carbon fiber and all that <laughs> bullshit. But how do you like? How do you like? So so you just tested Leon's frames on the carbon skates. How do you like those compared to the FRAs? Or oh. do you think it's a fair answer? Can you even answer that fairly since you were skating the carbons with the wizard frames versus FRAs with not wizard frames? Well, my problem, I was skating the SX boot a little bit, like just trying the SX boot early on, like this time last year. Yeah. But the liner in the in the CJ and SX, it was so uh, puffy. Well, yeah, yeah. That, I, know, um, I, I couldn't really skate the size that I wanted to. And and I think they would have broken in over time, but um, I wasn't a, f- a huge fan of of the liner. I liked the responsiveness of the carbon, but once once I saw it, it was so like in front of our face the whole time. Leon just like hollowed the liner out, and then it was at the end of filming Big Wheels too. He hollowed, I think one skate out, and then left the liner into the other one, and that's when he got like all of his last tricks in Big Wheels too are in after he hollowed out the old liner and put the intuition in mm-hmm. and uh man i it's hard to say now i i think it the carbon with the intuition is it's crazy i, I don't know it's it's really 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 responsive now yeah, mixing right. those two and it's really comfortable because the intuition feels like a kind of a shock absorber wrapped around your foot so it takes some of that rigid feeling away from yeah. the carbon. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you mix it with a like a ninety millimeter frame that has a slight rocker to it. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, it Todd, I, I, it's we can't say right away because at first when we tried it, we almost wanted that frame on a on like a FRA boot, but yeah. Leon apparently tried it with every boot he was convinced at one point that he was gonna skate it in the super light because how it has the bottom cut out um it would have been even closer to the ground than What's the super light oh the the razor yeah oh, okay he, yeah. he was like convinced at one point <laughs> that, that would be weird but go on. <laughs> <laughs> that he that that would have been like the closest to the ground and that um, he would have been able to, I don't know, do do grinds and things in it. I know what you mean, yeah, because it's, it's grooved out into the sole or whatever, or into the boot or however that works. I see what you mean. Yeah, but the the SX and CJ, it's pretty goddamn 
close to the ground. Like yeah. um, the crazy part is it feels exactly the same as the FRA. Yeah, I saw you doing those, or you or Todd doing those comparisons. Like, you know, with the 10, 10 millimeter or whatever it is riser on the FRA, it pretty much makes it the same thing. Yeah, because people are used to seeing those skates from the outside. The sole plate hangs down lower on the yeah. FRA, so it hides the fact that it's higher off the ground. Like, um, if that sole plate wasn't there, they would look super, super slalomy, but they mm-hmm. almost look like a cool, like, classic USD with that right. sole plate on, um, right. which I think companies could experiment with that a little bit more um, in future skates, like with a big wheel frame, having a sole plate that hangs down a little bit more, just aesthetically for me, yeah. it, it looks cool that it covers more of the frame. Yeah, absolutely. And makes it appear lower. But um, I, Todd and I are both baffled currently as to like, you know, you spend a whole year thinking that the setup that you're on is like, the the god the godly setup that you're going to use for the next decade and then Leon just, just sweat the rug out <laughs> underneath your feet just just plays with some skates and gets a machinist to make a a frame with a really I don't know what the rocker pattern is like the first one that he made was had a really like um severe rocker in the back where it almost had that K2 mm-hmm. uh fallback feeling yeah. and now this one is it's still rockered, but it's a little bit more subtle because I think if if people who didn't know how to do tricks tried the frame, uh, the stability of it is really good for someone who wants to go recreational skating. Really? Um, yeah, so I think... I don't know like what his plan is with it or whatever, but I do know um, it's a really good frame if you wanted to get something to like rec skate with as well. So there's a lot of applications to it. Um, interesting. I wouldn't think like, I, I just put, I just got a rocker set up for the first time and I just tried them the other night. And though it was very brief and I was only like trying cones and stuff. Um, and, and I was doing like some carves around like pillars and stuff like that, just to see like what the response would be and like how tight I could like do like, you know, kind of hairpin turns and stuff like that. But like, I was just thinking, I was, I don't think I would want those as a commuter skate. It, with like a with, and it's only a four millimeter. It's like eighties on the inside and seventy six on the outside. And it it didn't. I don't know. Like that. That's I. I was. I actually bought four extra eighties just in case because I'm going to be in New York for a week and I kind of want to use those as like my mode of transportation while I'm there. So I like bought four eighties so I'd be riding flat versus riding. Uh, or I bought eight eighties. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, so I'd be riding yeah. flat. Uh, switch out to seventy sixes you know, just for transportation. I just, I, I don't know. Do you skate like when you're using them for transportation, do you skate with a rocket setup? Uh, no. And that's where yeah. Leon may have combined two skates together now for me. Oh, okay. Where, whereas I would have used, uh, like for super long distances, I would have used like my bonds, um, mm-hmm. with a super long frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I would probably use this current setup with the 90 millimeter frame. But now I'm also going to do big wheel kind of slalom stuff with it as well. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't use the rocker. And that's where I, I swear um, the big wheels two setup with the rocker frame and everything. It was, I look at that as like a transition setup now. Cause I didn't, yeah. be, I didn't believe him and Colin when they were like, they were saying that, you know, mine and Todd's setup was like the new 
aggressive skates for us or something like that. <laughs> and then I tried it. I was skeptical and then I tried it and then the speed and, and stability on and the rocker is it's not much of a rocker at all. It's it's really it's really subtle. It's not it's not I don't think it's four millimeters, so um, okay. Yeah, it it's not um it's not like speed wobbly. Like if you were go to go down a hill in in a four millimeter rocker, you know That'd be pretty freaky. Yeah, it's possible. It's yeah. possible, but it's not the best setup for it. Because you see those people who do the like um, that crazy uh, bobsled event, you know? Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anthony always is posting things like that set of SX or whatever it is. Yeah, like, Bet- yeah, 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 Beton on fire or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's always going down with the wheel guy. Like, <laughs> suit of wheels. Oh man, I want to try that shit so bad. <laughs> the wheel suit. It's like. The least accessible uh, equipment yeah. in the world, but yeah, they they make. I think it's a five wheel frame, or it's a really long frame. Um, and now shit's getting really weird because now that I've tried that frame, Sean Unwin from Shop Task in Calgary has been skating a um, hundred millimeter frame what? all summer and uh, with ninety millimeter wheels. And oh, okay. um, now that I've tried that frame, I'm starting to think you could be on a longer frame with a bigger rock. It's going to get really weird over the next couple of years, few years. I look, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Although uh, it's it's really fucked to think that Leon just went to a machinist and got him to make a frame. I mean, I'm surprised... I don't know. I guess he met the right person at the right time because it's getting really close. If he was able to get a liner made and get a frame made, yeah. Um, the what material? Last... Would he keep it with that material? Do you think? Um, it's like airplane grade aluminum. It's like a really high grade aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he would keep it at that. If I was to um, like make my own frame, I don't think you can get black. I don't know what you would have to do to make it black, but I would love to make it black. Although he looked pretty badass in big wheels too with those silver ass frames. They were just like they were like knives, you know. <laughs> and, and I feel like you even embellished his audio a little bit, like when he's in the air and you made like slicing sounds. Maybe you didn't, and maybe they actually sound like that. I don't know, but like when he's going around the curve, like the curved ledge, and it's just like, whoosh! <laughs> like there's no way. <laughs> no, I. Uh... I do meticulous audio editing. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not all, not on everything, but yeah, just a little bit, because it's there. It's it. The sound is happening, and I mean, yeah. we enhance color and uh, everything we do. Like as soon as you start filming with a fisheye lens, you're making something hyper real. Like it's not, it's not reality. So. And you hear it in ski and snowboard videos a little bit, but um, I think more than any other sport, uh, rollerblading has the best sounds. Um, not, not. No, um, oh, I can think of a lot of bad sounds in rollerblading. <laughs> well, there's a lot of bad sounds, but if I mean, if your if your bearings and everything on your skate, like if if your skates are smooth, um, yeah. Richie Eisler was probably one of the first people i remember who he always had like his shit was was tightened and he always had 
uh, good wheels and good bearings. And I kind of got obsessed with that over the past couple of years, like keeping my wheels um, pretty fresh and mm. bearings and everything. Yeah. Life's too short to have, I mean, it gets really expensive, but you got to have, I don't know, the, the sounds that your skates make. It's, it's amazing. So you're not going to agree with this, but I, I uh, went on eBay and I bought a hundred shitty bearings, but they're all brand new. So whenever one like makes any, any kind of like little squeal of any sort, I just throw it out. I think I put a new one in. No, I think Todd did that. He got a threes, but I, I don't know. They got, they seem like they got shitty pretty fast. Oh it, yeah. Oh, they suck. Um, <laughs> <They're bad. laughs> I how, would have gotten ABEC ones. <laughs> they're, they're what fucking bulk bearings? How much uh, yeah. for like, how, like how many did you get and how much was it? I got a hundred and fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for a yeah, hundred. Maybe fifty-five, possibly sixty, but either way, that's like maybe a set and a half of bearings or two sets of bearings, you know. So uh, they're just throwaways, you know. Throw throw them in you know, uh, whatever wheel I'm skating on and aggressive, like for my sevens, I continue just to buy them from shop desk and get the Apex sevens and stuff like that. But uh, like, yeah, on aggressives, I'm like, eh, whatever, I'll just throw whatever in there. I'll be yeah, all right. I'm kind of obsessive about that too. Like I usually try and throw in new bearings with new wheels. I don't think I've, I don't think oh, I've I ever, never mix. I never mix. <laughs> no, I, no. I don't even mix frames. I, I, if I'm getting new wheels and getting new frames, I'm getting new bearings and probably new soles. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, it. I, I've been splurging like way too much. On, I'm about to buy. How many sets of intuitions do you own? More than one? Um, three. And then oh. our, there was there was there was four. There was two of the old ones and and two of the new ones. And one got thrown out because it was it smelled so bad. Right. And then quickly the, approaching that, but go on. Um, then there was one that I bought to replace the smelly one and then um there was one that leon experimented with like some cuts and i and i would i wasn't sure if i liked it because you know if you were to put it in a in an m12 shell it, okay. that shell doesn't have um kind of that open you know how the fra is more of an open shell where the laces are yeah, yeah you yeah. can get some weird bunching so he was experimenting with some cuts to see if we could fit it in the M12 a little bit better. And I didn't, I thought that um, making cuts like around um, kind of the top of the foot, I don't know, you can't cut anything out. I love it as one solid piece. Like right. I said, it just feels like a grit, like a shock absorber wrapped around your foot all yeah. the way up to your ankle. I, do you, and you lace all the way up, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. I love that. Oh my God. It's, it's you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh well, oh, I know it wasn't the shoe, it was the jacket. Do you remember Back to the Future 2? And he, like, he has that, the, the, he's in the future, and he, like, presses the button, and the jacket, like, instantly sizes to him? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That's how I feel. When I lace that top bit on the intuition, that, I like, I think I think of it every time. Oh. And whoever's listening to this is now going to think of that anytime they lace up their intuition. It's going to be the same thing. It's like, oh. and it just sucks right to your ankle, and it's perfect. I love that feeling, too. And in yeah. the uh, in the SX a CJ boot um, uh -huh. with the wax laces, you can you can like lace the fuck out of those skates now, like nice. like hockey skate uh, laces. There's wax laces in it, and you can get the skate insanely tight mixed with the liner. So it's 
Leon, he is really good, but he did also have an unfair advantage uh, <laughs> with this setup. But there's, it's way different than the other setup. So, um, yeah, you have to think about it differently when you skate. I, li- I liked you guys' parts, though, like quite a bit. So, uh, or you, you and Todd's part quite a bit too. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, Le- wasn't the Leon show, but it, well, it was the Leon show, but it I was. think all three of you guys really kicked ass. That was a really cool edit. And the first one too, like what's crazy is I haven't even talked to you since the first one, which I was like Jones to talk to you after that, because it really like, really blew me away, you know? And, and like, I mean, that's obviously like, I don't know, man. Seba's got to give you like a kickback or something. Actually, you don't even have to talk about it on here, but like, you must have like gotten a lot of people like to at least be curious uh, on the skates, uh, both both on the skates and on the liners, uh, with with big wheels and definitely with big wheels too. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I remember watching that video and like I I think a lot of people can say the same thing. They just like had to go out and go skate, like regardless of what it was by themselves like doing some stair bashing definitely doing it with like a big wheel setup preferably and like i don't know like there's something about that video that was very um contagious i'd say damn bravo thank you it, it really like it changed like a lot of perspectives and i was definitely one of them um it, it was really cool and like i have Oh man, one of the topics I was going to say was doing and this is again like we started this whole podcast by saying like goddamn how long has it been since we've talked well it's been a while and like one of the remember like i sent you one of the things was like doing like doing just kind of like more just kind of weirder tricks or whatever you want to say and like making friends of mine uncomfortable i've had those some of those friends like kind of reach out and and basically after big wheels too i don't know why i'm like they're Canadian ambassador or something even because I'm not but <laughs> like every anytime you guys do something kick-ass a lot of people reach out to me and go oh my god you know Todd and Joey really killed it on the last <laughs> you know I have nothing to do with those guys like literally nothing <laughs> but they know I like to talk about it so I guess maybe that's why people hit me up but I'm definitely some of the people that I could like I don't know you see like a face of uh I don't know, uh, discomfort when you're, you know, I remember it was like maybe right around the time when you did like the, you did like the how-to thing on like how to swivel, which I still am horrible at, but I see that the rocker setup really helps that. But I was like doing like swivels to like grinds and stuff like that and just like seeing if I could do it. And like, I remember like, um, you know, just, just, you just look at your, the, the faces on some of your friends and they're just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's <laughs> like doesn't matter like it's okay man like it's all fun and games but like those very same people have like reached out and be like yo big wheels too is the truth like that shit is amazing so it's really cool like i don't know you guys are pretty mainstream now i'd say (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't you say i i don't know what is mainstream i don't know like what do you think about the irony of like how to be unpopular and like you guys are pretty fucking popular now I think you guys are popular. No. I do. No. I still think, like, on the topic of swiveling, um, like, by putting rollerblades on your feet, I still think um, we we live in a time where everyone outside of – a lot of people outside of blading would give the look that someone inside of rollerblading would give when they saw someone do a swivel, so – yeah, I feel like we're all on the same page whether we're swiveling or not. So, um, 
but I guess I sidetracked that question. I don't know. Um, I still feel like it's warm-ups, though, with uh, Big Wheels 2. I don't, I don't think it's hit. Like, you look at someone like um, Richie or I think Mainstream, if, if we're talking about that, it's got to be, Mainstream's got to be, like, over 50,000 or up in the 100,000 view area or more. Like, oh. like that, that Danny McCatskill, how do you say his name? Maca- that, that mountain biker guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, 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 the Red Bull guy. Yeah, like... He's, he, like, biking on toys or something. Yeah. Okay. yeah. His last edit, um, where he, like, climbed up a mountain, and then yeah. people, like, everybody shares that. Like, that... Okay, so you're, we're, we're t- well, you're literally talking mainstream. I was, yes. I was bullshitting, like, Rollerblade mainstream. Oh, Rollerblade mainstream. Okay, uh, 10,000 views. Rollerblading oh, mainstream. What, what counts as rollerblading mainstream? Oh yeah. Let's say ten thousand views. Well, yeah, but you can be the main. You could be like the <laughs> most vanilla dude on the planet are on rollerblades and and get three hundred views. You know what I mean? So, the the you know their style of skate. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So what am I trying to say? I don't know. No mainstream. Like you're you're almost like the new normal. That's weird being, to think about. Being weird is the new normal. And it's been it's been a long progression of that, you know. Like, yeah, it has been. That yeah, I think it's only just that we finally got the right skates to to do the stuff that we were trying to do for like a decade. Remember, I told someone at at work that didn't rollerblade. I was like, imagine trying to do something for ten years and you're in you have the wrong tool to do it yeah. and they just laughed something with a screwdriver <laughs> trying <Lens> to hammer <laughs> and like while you're doing it you might come up with some really good ideas but it's not going to work that well so yeah that's what's happening and then now it's happening again where it's like god damn it like um like i'm really interested to see todd the stability of the frame he was talking about for airs um at skate parks like I think you could go super huge on these, not like mega ramp huge, but just the speed at which you can get at parks for launches and things. There's a lot of possibilities. Do you think it's interesting that do what, what, is there a, a like a good reason for people don't use a, like a kind of a bigger wheel frame or like the mega ramp people? Is it because they're staying true to aggressive? Is there actually something technical that I'm missing that they wouldn't want to use a big wheel frame? No, well, uh, I think Dave Lang hit on it a little bit. He was talking about how um, ground control, this is a whole other thing, but it's cool to see ground control making a, yeah, a big heard, wheel frame. Yeah, there was a picture of it on something. I, I missed, I haven't listened to Dave Lang's thing yet. Um, he said he tried like the ground control frame and, and it was too high off the ground for him. So I think there it's is something stability. to be said, yeah, about being closer to the ground and that, even Todd said if he was to hit the mega ramp, he'd want to be closer to the ground. I do think there is something to be said about um, a mega ramp specific frame that was longer still. how mm-hmm. There's that picture of Jacob hitting the the mini ramp, um, and he had like those special long frames. I and, don't know. Jacob Barnes? Yeah, that Jacob guy? Barnes. Yeah, oh, and okay. um, it could be argued, not that I'm going to bring this up but i am going to bring this up that half he could have landed the gap in drip drop had he had <laughs> the right uh 
a longer frame. A longer frame, yeah. Yeah, there's a really good chance. If you watch him, he totally had that. And mm-hmm. just the wheels and the frames just kind of kicked him off of it. Do you think he'll ever go back and do that? Um, No, but I think there I. might be some person crazy enough if there's a technology change. Um, I've just been watching so much skiing lately that 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 skiing has been doing things that rollerblading could be and has wanted to do for a long time. I don't want to get into that though, but have you watched any like recent skiing videos? Only stuff that you post. And I don't watch all of them. Uh, cause yeah, I, I don't know. It's a whole, it's, it's like, you never know like rabbit holes that you just don't want to go down. Because yeah. Who knows? And, and like, it's like, you just don't have time for it. So I've, I've, only done a few but there was some really good stuff that i think it was like a maybe an instagram that you guys did and like one of the ones was somebody going up like a quarter pipe of snow up to a brick wall and then like basically like like 270 backsiding like a bunch of like stair step cement ledge or like a brick ledge. you know what i'm talking about yeah uh, yeah yeah that was incredible and there was something else in that that was pretty fucking mind-blowing i can't remember what it was but I posted yeah. one where a guy like gapped through a tree onto what looked like a short rail at first and then just balanced out like a mad beef sized rail and didn't swing his arms like didn't do the arm balance thing just totally swung back and forth on the base of his skis while sliding down this rail and then think about that no you're not locked into anything either you know like the, the comfort of being locked into a groove on blades is one thing and on skis that would just scare the shit out of me like you could just like the rail curved. I mean, you know, he's using momentum and gravity to like keep him on the inside of the curve, uh, or kinked. I guess I don't know. It, it curved or kinked or something. I know. I know what you're talking about, but that's pretty nuts. So, like to me, you just go flying off because there's no groove to lock into. You know, but you know they're so skilled they know exactly what point to lean into, and that stuff's amazing. It's insanity that. Yeah. Phil Casabon was the other one that I posted where he, he went down a kink rail and there's he's starting to do like nose presses in the middle of sliding down the rail. Like mm. he'll hit a kink and then swing back onto his nose and press down for a sec, swing back and then and so I don't know, I just I'm starting to think about like how people would see rollerblading grinding outside of rollerblading that there's no other sport that has like grooves that they lock into when they grind really i guess bmxing kind of does yeah a yeah a little yeah, bit it creates a 90 degree uh with with the peg but they use pegs still i don't know yeah i think yeah they use pegs okay um but like i i look at the way that skiers grind and the way they use their skis and and i don't know there's just a lot there and then i start to think a lot about like the base of our skates that we could be on long frames but we're we're not going to go down that rabbit hole at all. <laughs> I want to say I'm going to quickly I'll switch out of that. Um, Hurry, go, go, you go. you did a line in your 2013 edit that I'm really jealous of. Um, that super 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 long line where I think you 180 off of a little curb bump and then just hold a fakie for a super long time down a road. Yeah. And then go away from the camera and then do a 540 out of a street launch. And then like do a land on my buddy Garrett. <laughs> yeah. How many uh, seconds was that? If you can remember, like in the timeline when you're trying oh, to put yeah. that in. Um, 
over 13, I want to say. It was, it was long. And it, it worked well with like the point of the song. Yeah. I knew that that was going to be what I did there. And that was going to be the transition of like between, like out of big wheel into, uh, you know, what I, what I considered to be like some of my better tricks of the edit. Um, that last little like crescendo, if you will call it that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that line. Yeah. That's like right near my house. And, uh, I tried do it to do it in the summer last year and I basically did it. And then we were like, Oh yeah, let's do it for camera. And my first go at it, I launched out and like, uh, I basically clipped my soul on the curb. I, I just launched way far instead of like out into the road. And like, uh, yeah, I clipped my soul on the curb and I tweaked my left ankle and it was <laughs> fucked me up for like a month and a half. <laughs> like really just trying to film that. Yeah. So then we went back and I think I probably shot that in maybe like January or something, or maybe it was like December. I don't know. I shot it like right before I put the edit out and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was like one of the last things I filmed, and uh, yeah, so I had to like redo it. That was cool. It, it took a lot of, it took a few few goes though. Like just because I I wasn't filming with somebody who, I was filming with my buddy Garrett, um, and he, you know, was he might have been it was like his first time probably using that camera and that fisheye. So like he just didn't know distances and stuff. So like it took us like five attempts, which. I think maybe skating back up the hill took more out of me than the actual line, but because <laughs> I, I did the whole thing every time, <laughs> it was just like, all right, you're still a little too far. You're still a little too far. So like in that edit, I basically land on him <laughs> with that 540, and he he was right on me because I I was like, no seriously, man, like just stay on me. If I break the camera, it's my fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> like don't worry about it. Like I'm not gonna hit you. Like we'll be fine. You know? And like uh. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, that yeah, I like that line. That worked out pretty well. It's worth it to get super close. I mean, um, yeah. my camera gets kicked a lot, and then in uh, what the newest uh, in Tim Hortons, they show how many times that camera gets kicked. It's I loved that. <laughs> I was thinking about making the very same thing uh, before I saw that. I. I was just thinking of a comp, like, yeah, like how many times my, my lens has gotten kicked and just thinking like, oh man, like if any, yeah, like pr perspective employers like saw that or something, <laughs> like, if I, if I, like if I had that in my demo reel, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. you got to get that close though. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, when, when people see it in person, you don't know how close it is. It's sometimes it's, it's like within inches of the skate. You stare at your camera, like your your LCD, or do you stare at your subject? The subject, and I just try and get the camera as close as possible. Well, you've been doing it for so long, like the camera is an extension of like your brain, essentially. You know that camera so well. You know how wide it is, and you know, like, you you have like the muscle memory of like knowing exactly like. If your wrist feels like it's, you know, cocked at this angle, you know that you're tilt up enough to like get his head, you know, get his head in the shot or something like that. Like, I don't know. You, your guys' is like fisheye work is like really good. So like it, you don't you don't have to look but, but yeah, like where I'm going is like you don't have to look at the screen. Uh not everybody can say that, but like it's definitely you get to a point where like you know what's on that screen before you you don't even need to look at it, you know? You just need to like watch the action and make sure they don't do anything stupid and kick you. I, I feel like it's uh it keeps you more connected to the action that's happening too. Like 
it's really weird. Sometimes you just know that you've nailed a shot. Um, sometimes it's more like feeling the skating more than the fisheye. Yeah. That's, that's what I always say. Yeah. It's like, I always, cause I have to film like anytime I want something, something of myself filmed, I have to most of the time film with somebody who doesn't necessarily know how to film. And, uh, not that they don't know how to film, but like they, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, they don't know how to film. So like I'll, uh, yeah, like I'm just like I find myself always explaining it that exact same way. Like just like breathe with my movements, you know. Become like become my movements, you know. It's like some <laughs> ancient Japanese proverb. It's true. Uh, yeah, I always say it like, and maybe you'll use. Well, I don't know you you film with people who know you're skating. So that's, you'll never have to worry about this. But like, I always say it, um, like think of like two positive ends of a magnet and like you put them together. And like, if this end of the magnet is going to move like two inches to the left, the other one's going to move two inches to the left. And like now, and I don't know. And that magically at the same time, it was positive and negative. So if this one moved two inches to the right, now the other one's going to follow with it. And I always like say, just like, do that exact thing. You maintain your distance from me all, if you can at, at all times, you know, so, like move with me and breathe with me. I don't know. I always use this stupid magnet thing, but somehow it connects with people. Like they, <laughs> they figure out what I mean. It's, it's no one would ever want to hear this, but there is some intense choreography to it, especially when you oh, get yeah. into the, the bigger wheel skating and you're going faster and there's more, uh, some of the direction changes and, and things are, it's really hard to sometimes figure out how you're going to do the filming. Yeah. Um, and now it's getting even more complicated. Uh, like some of the stuff that um, Colin and, and Leon were doing, like it, it's, it looks really hard to film it properly. Um, and, and like the closeness too, you can, you can nail like the first two thirds of the shot mm-hmm. and then something's off on the end. Um well, yeah, I, their movements are. I think you'll you'll get there. It's just very new. They're very alien to what we're used to right now, especially like Leon for sure. Colin was his pace. I could imagine being very hard to film. Like he he had just a, his his pace was just very unique. It he, really is. Yeah, like I don't even know how to describe it. It's slow, but and like kind of methodical, but somehow it's very fluid. Yeah, and it, that's probably in part because of the frames, like kind of just keep you, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's two wheels and very fluid. Like I don't know. He's on some other shit that. Uh, I really like those guys skating. That I don't section, know which one's which. The the flat ground where yeah, they yeah, where they're skating yeah. that like uh, almost like up. a manual pad or whatever. Sobies. And they just what is Sobies? I don't know, but I have a restaurant right next to my work called Sobies, so I picked up on it instantly when I saw that. But. uh uh that was my favorite section of that me video. too yeah oh my god the, some of those movements i actually not some all of those movements i frame by framed through to understand what i was witnessing because i didn't i didn't get it and like they take um they take the dancey uh yeah the danciness out of slalom without cones they make and it we, look like a like a p-rail edit yes yeah that was really cool, man. I was really impressed. And I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I didn't even know which one was which though. They like, they both skate so similar. Um, but man, those, 
there because there, there was two people right <laughs> the, yeah brothers yeah, brothers yeah 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 colin i think it was colin and chris Right, yeah. I think. So does does Colin live in Vancouver now or Yeah, he just moved to Vancouver and he's going to um the same film school that that Randy Ewan went to that I went to. I think mm-hmm. Danny's going there. Um nice. Yeah. Yeah, there seems to be a like a crazy um pilgrimage to Vancouver with all of Canada people, huh? Yeah, definitely. I think uh this summer specifically coming up is going to be extra awesome. Like even just adding Danny into the mix to have someone um, that's a really, really, really good filmer. Um, yes, he's so, a super good filmer. So just him being there, him him being able to film, you know, Richie's edit, him and Brian Long, uh, him being able to film with Taylor and Josh Silver and Leon. I mean, you throw sometimes a uh, someone with a really good filming eye and then him being really fucking good at skating on top of that too. Yeah. God sure. damn. He did that. Like, did you see that edit where he did that? Like any toe? Yes. I knew. Oh man. I definitely wanted to. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. What and for that... anybody who hasn't seen that any toe, like a, a pigeon toe going forward, set slide to fakey stair bash or was it to forward stair? I think it's just forward stair bash, but either way, it was amazing. Yeah. There's, it's so cool to know that you can still get that shocked feeling of seeing new tricks. Yeah. Um, it, that feeling that you would get like getting a new VHS and that heel bash. We jocked the shit out of that. He did that. Like he bashed his heels into like a ledge and then did the ledge roll in, um, in uh, Tim Hortons. Oh, That's yeah. why, yeah. Todd and I both did like bashing our heels because that's a rollerblade-specific move. I mean, you... Uh, no, that is rollerblade-specific. That yeah. you can you can bash your toes and heels into things and then push off. Um, I guess Farmer did some toe stuff a little bit here and there, like tapping it. But I had never seen the heels being used. So... Um... I don't know which trick from Farmer you're referring to, but before you even go into that, I really appreciated the one that you kind of did like the reverse pizza stop thing into the bike rack and bashed your heels into it and then somehow got momentum off of that to go. Do you know what I'm talking about in Big Wheels too? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really cool one. That was sweet. I'm happy. No one said anything about that trick. I thought that that was, again, though, I jocked. If I hadn't seen Danny Beard do the heel bash, I wouldn't have come up with the... Uh, what is that called? Remember, like you would play a uh, aggressive inline, and they would do the the backwards pizza stop. Uh, I never played that. Oh shit! That's like um, I'll try and I'll try and put a clip of it on Instagram if I still have the game. Um, the character would like if you were going backwards and you stopped, they would pizza and the arms would go out. You'd be playing like Jaron Grob with his. He would have his black beanie on and his shirt off and his black baggy cargo pants. It's so yeah. funny to think about that, that was a thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I, had, I had black baggy Senna cargo pants. Cargo pants. The uh, sweatpants are on their way back too. If I, I'll make one pants comment. You calling it or you just know that? Um. They're back. They're like mainstream outside of rollerblading. Todd, Are you Todd, talking about the saggy crotch, like small, like skinny bottom ones? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening. I got it's a buddy happening. at work that wears those. 
Are, those gods ones, did you see those? With the patterns? Um, I think they're just they're just sweatpants. Oh, no, it's got a big crotch thing, right? It, it is on the crotch. We were trying to yeah. figure that, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's one of those. Man, I had a conversation with some younger guys recently, which was like, basically, like, just letting them know. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm old now. Like, I don't understand, like, the, you know, the Dickies thing or whatever. Like, the, you know, going, going back to, like, baggy short pants or whatever. Like, the whole thing that's going on now. But that's okay. Like, I don't need to. <laughs> like, I'm an old dude. Like, you guys are the ones that are, like, defining shit. Like, <laughs> so everybody, like, complaining about pants on roller dudes. That's, like, the rollerblading equivalent of, like, an old guy telling kids to get off his lawn, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so, it's so funny. Like, I don't have to understand this shit. And what's going to be awesome is that in 10 years, you guys are going to see, like, young kids, like, doing something fucking weird. And you're like, what are these bozos doing? And that's going to be the same thing. Like, that's going to be the new cool. And like, it's, it's, it's awesome to think about though. Like there's always generations behind you. Like you'll have your time and you'll be relevant. And then at some point you'll no longer be relevant. You're just going to keep going down the path that you were down, going down the last time you were relevant. And like, and everybody's just going to keep doing that. I think, I don't know. Yeah. And that's good. I think that's part of, uh, your, your quest as a human being on the earth. Yeah. Because how how old are you? We I think we talked 31. about it on thirty one. That's right, we did talk about it. You're on me. What are you thirty two now? Or yeah, thirty two, thirty two. Yeah. So we're kind of in the same same area here. Oh yeah, there's a lot of us thirty one to thirty two year olds in blading. And I think I'm excited about like um, the power blading frames. That's probably still what I'll call them, but like big wheel frames being available. I think lots of people are just open to enjoying skating on a really simple level so especially our age group yeah we just we want new things but do you do you think there's a direct oh man i have two questions do you think there's a direct correlation between your rise in popularity and like the aggressive rollerblading community and the just age i mean you guys have been doing this for a while you know what I mean? And now people are getting a little older and they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe we don't want to jump off roofs. Maybe we don't want to do huge drop rails. Like that stuff did look fun all along, but I was kind of denying it because, you know, I could still jump off of like roofs and shit, you know, like now people are getting a little older. They're like kind of want to slow down a little bit and realize like, oh yeah, this like fun ass thing has existed all along. Maybe I'll give that a try. And yeah, I don't know. And here you guys are. Now you're selling t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've thought about it. Yeah, I, it's it's possible. Um, it could just be that that we've done it. If you do something for a really long time, it just gets to the point where you do it a little bit better than oh, you yeah. do, and maybe more people will be like, making, "Oh, you're making, yeah, you're making it look better." You know what I mean? You, you look at your skating now, and look at your skating, you know, ten years ago, and whatever video was new back then for you guys, and like, it's, it's better now. You know, like you, you're, yeah. it's, it's, it's more, it's more adult and it's more mature and it's like you figured it out. Like, and it's more than the technology, the technology that you're using is part of it. But like you guys have figured it out. Like you, you know, like you've, you've honed in on your craft and you know what you're good at and like you're doing it. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. I wonder so, if it's even primitive though, like in a year or two, if it's going to be super primitive, that's what um, I keep thinking. Unless we're just hit on something and maybe it's a groove that we'll stay in. I don't know. Yeah. 
What? Quick question. Okay, so you know the heroin section in was it Mushroom Building Four or something? Oh yeah. Do you, okay. Quick question. How uh, was Leon when he was on the phone? How what percent of sarcasm or versus like reality? What were his comments in that? Like uh, these weird mushroom blading guys. I don't know. I'm doing too many grinds. I don't think, uh, you know, or something like that. And when he's making fun of you guys, he's making, you know. Oh, man. Like, how how real do you think those comments were? Pretty and, real. Yeah. Yeah. I Pretty know. real. Yeah. 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 Which is really funny because he he really truly is like the gateway drug of, of mushroom blading right now. It was, uh, I think the story was supposed to happen the way it did, but um, it was interesting. He uh, almost all of Vancouver <laughs> was against it. The whole idea of it. Um, <laughs> How about the one letter you, you guys had, like one of your homies, like write a letter to you guys or something. Oh yeah. Telling you how much he disapproved of what you were doing. It's, it's like, still like, like starting a new, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's still like a decent, it's a decent critique. Like when I look back, um, I can see like uh, where the critique was coming from, but I, yeah, there was some really intense um, pushback on like because we hadn't put out the video, I think, and we told a couple people that we were gonna do it, and uh, it was funny because Leon still came to film. Mm-hmm. Um, he like he was still excited to come film, but um, I think he was on the phone with Josh there too. Oh and, man, and in he's been do- he's been on the weird pretty good too. That guy. Josh, Josh is a man. He, Josh yeah, is the shit. Yeah, he's very, very talented. And uh, in Mushroom Blading One, there's that joke where that was like the one day people came in and met us to skate. I think in Mushroom Blading One, and Josh grinds that kinked rail and like jumps out into the street and goes okay. grinding. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of like another joke, like. Yeah, people made fun of, like, actually where we lived, pre-internet comments, people made fun of mushroom blading, uh, definitely. Nice. <laughs> In the early stages, so. And now look at all of Canada. Like, <laughs> but, all of, like even the most remote, remote part of Canada, which is Newfoundland or whatever, like, that, they're so, like, far on the map, like, north, like, they're basically Iceland, and, like... The, like somehow you guys have reached those guys and like they skate a lot like you. The weird thing is though, like we needed uh, Leon. Like it wouldn't have happened yeah. if it wasn't for Leon because he was the one who was experimenting with uh, the Seba skates, like even before the line. He, I don't know, he just brought that experimentation with skates into it. So in, in Mushroom Blading 4, do you do we start to see a transition of Leon? Because later in the video, he shows up like like Kong hand planting like on the dock or whatever, whatever those white bench things that you guys are skating. Like he's, you know, he starts like, you can tell he's obviously like having fun, but maybe he was doing those things before. I'm sure he was, I don't know. But like, you can tell he's like maybe getting into, open to the idea of like just kind of thinking around and like figuring out new new movements and new ways to move. Like was there a gap in time between like 
you know, that session when he's making fun of you while he's on the phone versus skating with you guys and doing choreographed lines, you know, that are a little bit weirder. Was there a gap of time that he maybe started warming up to the idea or was, he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was warming up like in that heroin session, like by making yeah. the joke. He also knew that like the sense of humor thing in Canada has always been part of it too. So yeah. he was warming up by by joking to the camera about it. And then Josh was also at that session that Leon came out to. So I think people just knew that if if they came out and filmed, that it wasn't like I wasn't going to film them if they didn't do weird things, that we would still just have fun skating. So I think that started to warm things up. And then also that uh, I wasn't going to make bullshit either. Like if I was going to make a video with weird skating, it wasn't going to be like, a horrible video it wasn't going to be like badly put together so i think people were open to the idea of having tricks in the video too right yeah that could have been it um and then it just kind of evolved from there but that is a good point that like you guys needed leon for it to be his skating is more accessible than than yours i guess and i needed todd too because yeah. if it was just me filming myself do this shit for 20 years i mean yeah i would probably be talking to myself in a ditch somewhere <laughs> it's a beard down to your knees most probably <laughs> it was it was the the salmon arm session um where in that in suck it aggressive where leon first had like this little tiny shell and these what i thought at the time were these giant yellow wheels and this weird ass sock water ski looking liner and he was doing all this stuff way faster and smoother oh, yeah right yeah um and sitting in 666 or whatever yeah. yeah that was the that was the big turning point that it was awesome uh yeah and man todd set up in the k2 skates with the big wheel frame good looking setup it really is yeah, um very good it's so frustrating because I I still feel like K2 has potential to be awesome if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who that, knows if they'll put, invest that money to... I don't know, because the, the rise off of that, uh, like, because it's a soul on top of a soul thing, is like a big turnoff for me. Yeah. I was considering exploring those skates, because it's so cheap. So it's yeah. Like, it's um, it's still a really underrated skate. Um, the height's not it's it's not horrible. Um, mm. The sole I'm plate sure you get used to it. really good too. Sole plate's made out of amazing material. Did you ever skate the transfer or the Nemesis? Yes. Um, remember how like the sole was made out of that hard, slidey material? Yeah. It's that same material. Nice. And and. Uh, I bet they have access. They can get their hands on some pretty good material. If like they, K2. if K2 wanted to, they could make um, like the best skate. They do. I, I, I think <laughs> they could make. They could be on par with Seba, but um, I think. I just think that there's. I think that they're just so big, and Seba is still a smaller company yeah. seba can still make small changes yeah to the skate oh man so 
this is kind of derailing a little bit. I started skating the Kaiser level three frames as my grind blade. Is that the 72 millimeter mm-hmm. one? Oh, okay, so that's the one that came on the Richie skates. Yeah. Yeah. I trash talked that thing for the lo- for the longest, and then I finally tried it, and I'm like, oh fuck, I love them. So I'm eating my words publicly. Uh, what wheels are you in on, on those ones? I don't know. I bought them off a guy, and they were used. So I'm gonna buy new ones, like new 72 millimeter somethings. I don't know. Whatever comes out, I think they're probably what comes on the Richie skates. Whatever comes on the Richie skates, the wheels. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to replace that shit. They're not good. Get uh, Seba Deluxe or Street Invaders. Yeah, that's or... I use the Street Invaders on my on my Seba, so I can I could probably get eight of those. Or if Undercover makes se- oh they do make seventy twos. Doesn't Richie has a pro wheel? If yeah, can, that's it... probably what's on there. No. No, no, no. The uh, the stock wheels that comes with his skate are just... It's just like China standard mm-hmm. wheels with uh, like whatever graphics on them. Um, but the actual undercover wheels are amazing. I'm seeing if I can see any graphics on them, but no. Are you still good? You don't have to pee or anything? Or do you no, want I'm to... good. Okay, if me too. If you have too. to pee, we can break. No, no, I'm still okay. good. Um, yeah, I'm going to be, I spent way too much money on wheels this year cause I wanted to try everything. Yeah. And, um, my, my, uh, discovery was that stock wheels for the most part on most skates, except if they're rollerblade hydrogen are usually horrible. And, um, if you can get, if you can upgrade your wheels, if you have the money for it it makes the experience of skating much better. I'm talking about like the, the big wheel kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You'll Although notice it more. aggressive stock wheels are horrible too. Even worse. I'd say. Sometimes it feels like they're made out of bubble gum that like you take <laughs> a stride and you just slow down <laughs> like on a hot day on shitty yeah. pavement. I can't believe I put myself through that when I was younger. I didn't so know. Weird. Like I, I just didn't know any yeah. better. Have you skated these level threes? Yeah, I have. Um, I have. I'm. Uh, what am I gonna do? Oh, someone made a really good point that um, I hadn't tried. Now that it's like the Intuition Liner in the SX CJ mm-hmm. boot, um, I'm gonna slap the Seba soles and those level three frames on, and okay. take take that setup for a spin. Yeah. Um, just. You know, it's with a more traditional approach, I think they're a very good frame. But if you're trying to do, like, you know, the the wizard frame, you know, ice skate carved to ninja kick 540 thing, like... It's not the... Yeah, they're not going to do it for you. But, like, you know, for for grinding and stuff, like, I almost... I I think I noticed almost no difference between them and, like, a Create Original. And, like, they're way taller, and that's for sure, but, like... Really, when you're on the grind, it's like it really made no difference. It was it was cool, man. And then at the same time, like in the same session, I was bumping off of like weird angled rock things to like boost up to other things. So I got benefits out of the out of like a big wheel frame and was able to do H block runs. The only thing you lose, obviously, is like the wheel bite fast plant things, which I'm a huge fucking fan of. Like I use that all the time now. 
but you know, on an 80 millimeter setup, but you, you know, with an H block, you just go slidey, slidey, slidey. God damn. Yeah. Those things are so fun. Yeah. There's a Scary. lot of possibilities with that too. Yeah. Oh man. There's so much like, I don't know. Yeah. I want to Leon like in that one, and I know you've mentioned it before and we probably even talked to him in the last, but like in his first like seventh thing, when you like top acid and like kind of plants his wheels in and five forties out or whatever, like just more things like that. Like, I always think like alley porn or like zero porn and then like plant your wheels in like that to like maybe you could even like switch up to like zero macchio or something like kind of like threading the needle a little bit. Like, I don't know. There's so many things that you could do with that. Um, yeah. That's where, um, I mean, bringing it back to there's no perfect setup and you're going to have to give up something to get another thing. Um, but grinding it's weird to think that for like almost two decades we got really into like this niche part of rollerblading where we really really liked grinds and all the different grinds but yeah if you do think about the possibilities of just if someone just focused for a year or two on um like the yeah sticking sticking with your wheels but they were really good like a great rail skater and they didn't have an H block, but they got really good at running on rails and sticking on rails. Some of the like transfers and shit that you could do, planting off of things. Um, yeah. Just a simple one is is uh, if you sold down a kink, you could literally you could plant the middle part of the kink with your left or right foot or whatever, and and jump to the next kink. Like instead of jumping the kink yeah. fully, you could run on it. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's such like a blade specific movement and it would be death if you had an H block. Like, I don't even know if it's possible. Yeah. Um, and, and like, yeah, speaking, I love blade specific movements. Like, I think that's a really, um, cool thing. And like Richie Eisler would do a lot of things. Like there was one thing, man, he hasn't put out an edit in a little while. He's apparently sitting on a lot um, of footage uh, yeah, yeah not, i don't know if i'm supposed it. to say that but oh okay he should put out like a dl of richie eisler just like a whole video <laughs> that he narrates himself he's, he's been doing some really cool phone. stuff on <laughs> he his uh his facebook's been really cool lately he's been like uh doing like a big write-up on all of his sections are you following that at all uh no yeah, like think, maybe I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Well, he was off for like the longest time. He oh, okay. he wasn't really active. And um, if you look him up, I think his profile picture right now is like a picture of his wheel. Mm. And um, I think it's a fan page. It's not like a friend type thing. Oh, but right. if you go to that page, he'll all of his sections from the very beginning of his skating life. He he does these big uh, detailed write ups. And there's some really fucking interesting shit. He's coming on the podcast eventually, and we'll go more in cool. depth. But um, He's very interesting, dude. I've never met him, but I find him to be very interesting. His whole lifestyle, of, like just finding, you know, anywhere Earth is his own sort of thing. I don't know. Well, I don't even know where, where is he right now. Canada or? Uh, he's in Los Angeles right now for. Oh, for yeah. yeah. A lot of people going to that. Oh, wait, we just got derailed again, or I almost just did it. All I wanted to say is there was a couple tricks in his edit that were fucking, yeah, very blade-specific. And, like, one of them where he just, like, soul grinds, like, five P-rails in a row. 
real <laughs> simple, right? And he, then he like hops one or something. It's some. It's I, man, I haven't watched in a while, but like I just remember thinking like that's very blades, but like you can't, you couldn't do that on on like anything. I I, I don't think I couldn't think of anything else that you could do that on any other uh, you know extreme whatever, and. Uh, yeah, but then obviously, then the other thing I was gonna say was Leon like running up the rail. Like, what else are you gonna do that in? Like, uh, unless it's your BMX bike, you whip, you know, you whip the bike off to the side and you're literally just running up it on your shoes, and it's like, you know, good for you. <laughs> but like, like there's nothing else that you could do that on, and it would look that good, you know. There's, that was, or just nothing you could do it on. I mean, period. Really. Like, there's two things. There's like, uh, Gumiagi did some like running up rails but he has to like get off of the skateboard to run up the rail so he's able to like kind of integrate the idea Um, and then skiing is doing rail transfers really 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 well right now but richie or leon like what you can do on rollerblades style wise is it's just it's so much better it's it's um i don't know like a goddamn soul grind looks so good it looks like a comic book sometimes like a really stylish soul grind or the way leon ran up the rail that the wheels were attached he didn't have anything that he had to worry about there's like one of the stills of him is just so ninja yeah i was gonna say that it's a still that everybody keeps posting from it but it's like legs are crossed and one of them's on the is that what you're talking about when he's running up? Yeah, yeah that, that looks so good. And and that was just one trick. So, I mean, there's variations of rail runs that you can do. I mean, it's it's just as as crazy as grind variations or pivot variations. I mean, you could run up a kink rail if you really wanted to, if you found the right one. Yeah, but at what point does it um, does it start? uh i don't know like you just you could run up a really long rail too but it has to be the right thing yeah Yeah, it it has to be like there's a bank up to that rail and it was the right length and the yes oh my god i'm gonna critique you a little bit because you i feel like you should have shown that bank a little bit better it was a space issue unfortunately Uh, yeah okay and it was kind of cheating a little bit because it if you no. watch it, it it seems like he may have jumped from flat, um, but yeah. Either way, like that's a point that I noticed, like in the bottom corner, maybe the second time, and I was like, "Oh my god, that just made that so much sicker." Um, but it was tough to tell. He he did it. He did it how you should run up a rail, like uh, as the first one. I think that was the first. Was that the first run up a rail? I think it was. Yeah, definitely. Everybody's freaking out about it for a reason. Um, the way that he did it, like he did it really fast and the crossovers were really well done. So I think that that counts for a lot. Yeah. It counts for a lot if you have an idea and you execute it really well. Like, uh, you know, Julio in, in VG4, it, you know, he tried some things that didn't transfer over. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because they weren't. I don't know what, like solos and stuff. It's weird. Like, like model rolls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, the sidewalk. 
Um, well, yeah, they had a they had its heyday though. I mean that that it's not like it it wasn't working back then. Well, it was just cool, like you know, pushing innovation so hard that you're gonna have some failed experiments. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you accidentally created the sidewalk. <laughs> Danny Beer did one. Danny Beer oh, did one. He's he's on a on a on a mission of bringing back uh, lost tricks. <laughs> um, Barcelona. Okay. We didn't talk about Barcelona yet. Um, Have you been? No. Oh. Um, I want to go everywhere. Like. Yeah. You should. I want to. It. Um. Hopefully, we'll get that cheddar eventually to travel but more. Ma- but you're married now, Joey. What are you doing, man? <laughs> you're nuts. It's part of the deal. Hold on, my girlfriend can't hear me say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Doesn't change that much uh, so far, and I'm, yeah, and don't think I'm going to use the word, the W word. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to say like my lady, yeah, or something like that. Bitch. <laughs> but she knows uh, that there will be traveling for skating, and uh, I hope so. I mean, you guys have been. I, I appreciate skating the same spots and everything uh, on every video, but it would be really cool to um, see you guys in other places. Yeah, it's out of necessity right now that we, we it's amazing how little time we filmed that video on. We, we would do morning sessions before work. Like we would get up at five in the morning and skate <laughs> for a couple hours and then go to work. That's how hardcore it got. That reminds me of when I was in the eighth grade. I used to do that. Skate with my buddy. Then skate to school all sweaty. It's underrated. It's uh Oh, it's yeah. And we did it too late though, like in the summertime when the sun comes up at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And the temperature's decent. Um yeah. But Barcelona, okay. How long were you there for? Um, a week. I, w- w- I took a two week trip. Uh, one one week was in London. One week was in Barcelona. And uh, I wish it was longer. It was blade yeah. specific. Yeah, I went with uh, Justin Brasco, um, uh, my buddy Steve Bruning, and met up with Mike Welland and my buddy Dan Birch. Uh, they they're London guys, and a guy Griff Carey. And uh, that footage kind of did. It wasn't one video. That footage kind of got split up into different projects, right? Or was there no, one? No, no, I made a video. I made, I made. Uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. So you yeah. made two bigger videos in the past year, and then some smaller stuff. Like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I made, yeah, I make a lot of like small edits or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think like the big things in the past, like since I've talked to you, I've made was that Barcelona thing, which is awesome. Which oh man, there's a good story with. Um, like the first time I encountered cone skating, uh, was in Barcelona and where that was, was really interesting. But then, so beyond that, I made like the, the Puerto Rico thing, um, which was this past January, uh, or no, February. And then I guess like Tim Adams at it was pretty big. That was pretty cool to make. And I think that was it. Three oh days. yeah. That shit was hot. <laughs> you have a, you have a stacked Vimeo account right now then. Um, yeah, a lot of my stuff is on other people's pages, like a lot of my more popular edits, but, um, like would be on like USD pages when Tim used to ride those and, 
Um, but, you know, whatever. Stuff that I really like is online, so that's cool. But anyway, so Barcelona, man. So the first night we get there, and this is one of the things I wrote on that list. Um, the first night we get there, all right, for, for one, there's rollerbladers everywhere. So it's almost as if the, man, anybody who knows me has heard me tell this story just a thousand times, so I apologize to that. But um, the first uh, first night we get there, um, oh, yeah, I was starting to say, like, yeah, it's, all, it's almost as if, like, rollerblading just kind of got there. Like, the rollerblading boom that happened here in the 90s is, like, kind of getting there right now, which I don't think that that's what's happening. I think they just have a culture that's more accepting of it, but that's what it seems like. You, We saw several rollerbladers every day. It wasn't. It became a not a, like a not a big deal. You know, it was it was very normal. And um, like in the first part of the video, you see just a, a swarm of rollerbladers. And and what that was is that we we just went out the first night, and you know we we all had like a power blade set up, and we all just kind of went out. And there's people on the street selling you beers out of the sewer. That was pretty interesting. And, you know, you're cracking beers on the street. You're talking, you know, you're talking to random locals. You're doing whatever. And then we see some guy on aggressives, and which wasn't even our first person that we saw. And he was like on a pair of USBs. On like aggressive skates, like skate by. But this guy like took interest in us for whatever reason, like, you know, maybe because we didn't look local, you know, and just was just curious and wanted to show us spots or whatever. So he takes us around and shows us, a, you know, a few spots, even though we had already eaten dinner and like had a few beers and, you know, so we were probably weren't in good condition to skate, but like he was insisting on showing us a bunch of spots. So we just kind of, you know, went along for the ride and ended up having a really good time. But like we go to this one spot with, there, you know, a bunch of banks up to like these big cement, uh, iron, like tube things, uh, that, that are actually in the video at one point, but like, uh, we're there and he's like, Oh yeah, want, we skate those for a while and we're pretty much spent. We're just going to go back to the flat and like, uh, you know, wash up and maybe go out that night or whatever. But, uh, he's like, no, 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 one more spot, one more spot. So then we skate down the street and it's like this insanely smooth material. Okay. Like, and it's, and you're thinking to yourself like, this is incredible. Like you don't, you don't even have to really pump, you know, but you could just kind of swerve and you're like picking up speed and it's really awesome. But, uh, so we get there and it's a Wednesday night and we, there's quite a few rollerbladers there, you know, like uh, more than a handful, you know, and, and just, and just, it's just people skating, like, like learning how to skate, like recreational skate. And then as we're there, he's taking us to like some ledge thing and there was a few other people there skating. So that was cool. And again, this is rent. Like we just showed up in the city, and now here we are skating like a ledge with just a bunch of locals that you know we just come, we stumbled upon, and that's essentially what that that city was for the rest of the week. We just ended up like not that we stayed and skated with them, but like we just would we'd be skating a spot, and like a group of people skating would just like show up. And it was really a lot like the '90s. Like it reminded me of like back in the day, like when I would skate downtown Rochester and be like me, Tim, and Steve, and like. Uh, you know, we'd be skating a ledge and like a, a group from like the next town over would like just be show up and like next thing you know, we'd skate with them and they'd go their own way. We'd go our own way or we'd skate together. It was just a weird thing like that. And like that kept happening in Barcelona. But anyway, like this first night we're at, you know, we're skating this ledge and, uh, we just noticed like more and more people start arriving and on rollerblades and it gets to a point when you realize like, Oh, this this is like obviously an organized thing that they do. Like this is a big meetup that they must do 
uh, whether it's weekly, monthly, you know, maybe, maybe this is the only one, but it, like, I don't know. It was definitely like a weekly thing they did because we went back the next Wednesday and it was happening again. So every Wednesday, everybody meets up at this one place. It's like phenomenally smooth surface and flat forever. And there's basically like people teaching it's, it's, it's all skill sets. Okay. So there's people teaching people how to skate around in a circle, like recreational skating, showing people how to like do a proper T stop, uh, showing people how to cone. There's different, very like different spacing, you know, you got the 80 centimeter, the 50 centimeter, and then like the 120, all the different spacings, they're all spray painted on the ground. So they're like permanent, you know, cone area. You got people, uh, aggressive skating people were like skating the ledge and then there was um so a few of the locals i don't even know where the hell they went because like we weren't it's not like we were near somebody's house but like they they go skating off and then like two minutes later they come back with a launch ramp and like a high bar and they're, they're showing people how to launch off this ramp and like jump over a high bar to our left as we're as as in the video if you go back and watch it my buddy my buddy uh justin he like you know skates up this big he takes a big slam of beer and you know real aggressive you know <laughs> takes a big slam of beer carves around as a top port on a ledge but if it, i should have shown this but i just on the other side of that ledge is maybe four dudes with a boom box choreographed dancing on rollerblades so <laughs> i'm not kidding so you have the full gambit of rollerblading happening at this one place and it happens every Wednesday. Wow. That, that is real. That is real life. And I was blown away. My friends thought it was just funny. They're like, Oh, look at these idiots. He's stopping. I don't know. Maybe they appreciated it too. I don't know. But to me, I was just like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, it's really like, there's just there's no stigma there so everybody's like yeah like teach me how to do this thing it's awesome you know like that that's how i took it and you're just talking to normal people and i skated around in the rec circle for a little while just to be part of it did the high jump a bunch and it was just it did definitely did cones even though i was like in floppy shadows but it was just still like really fun to just watch and watch the guys like they were in sebas and i didn't even like understand what skates they were and like the rocker thing and like all that and like i go back and watch that footage i shot of them now and i'm like oh okay like i even know the cone moves now that they're <laughs> that they're doing in it because i've been paying attention to that whole thing and like it's just funny like yeah you're right like how much has how much uh has passed in the last year because i look back at that footage and i'm like wow i i even skate different i know a lot more stuff but i definitely had the pre appreciation for it then i just didn't know anything about it but uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I wanted to tell you that story because it was pretty wild. It was it was cool, man. I get the uh, I get like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory song in my head. That uh, come with me yeah. and you'll see like this guy leading you to this yeah. this special yeah, part really of. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've I've actually heard from a, a lot of people. Um, from Europe have been posting like anytime I get, you know, super negative and, and try and kind of tap into that emotion that we've all felt in North America, like just how dead rollerblading can feel sometimes. Yeah. Um, people in Europe don't know that. Like there's, there's just no stigma attached that lots of people still rollerblade and lots of people never stopped rollerblading yeah. down there. It's interesting that, the U.S. or the North America still defines what's cool. Maybe it's just to us, 
it is that way. Maybe the Europeans don't even pay attention to our pros, but uh, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about though? Like how it's like the Alex Brascos and the, yeah, the Chris farmers that are like creating what's cool. Like the, those are the guys that are like, weird. And that would have been the first two names that I would have said too. Yeah. Um, that they do have, they have more power than they, than they think they do in terms of, um, how they want their skating to appear to like a mm-hmm. global audience. Um, I, I still think the separation between all of the styles too, um, is, is a big thing. You look at, you look at freestyle skateboarding that Rodney Mullen, um, had to be like convinced to street skate. And then he ended up changing street skating forever. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that he had to be convinced to street skate. That's interesting. It was like um, in that Bones Brigade documentary, he kind of goes into it where he was like, he thought he was just a freestyle skater. Just like someone, there's there might be someone out there that they might think they're just a slalom skater. Uh, yes. and, and then they could change skating forever. Um, there's still a lot of separation between the disciplines. Yeah. Big time. Um, but yeah, like it's, what's interesting to me is like, it's, well, the Seba Free Ski or free skate or whatever it is like the those edits that anthony finichario makes which i'm yeah. probably pronouncing his name wrong but like uh those those are kind of like a cool hybrid they're they're pretty tame but i think what those what what the uh future of mushroom mushroom blading kids are doing are uh that's gonna be that's gonna be the next big thing like that that's gh- gonna be the true hybrid oh well, yeah so uh you called that video f-o-m yeah i was i was telling that on their facebook i was like I refuse to call this Tim Hortons or whatever. <laughs> Do they all work there? Is that is that how, how that works or something, or is that a joke? No, it's a joke, which is funny because yeah. uh, Todd was saying the same thing. He was confused. He was like, "I think they all work at <laughs> Tim Hortons." So they, <laughs> what <laughs> the whole thing uh, worked really well. You guys yeah. have Tim Hortons where you are, yeah. don't you? Uh, we did in Rochester. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know if we have them here. We might. Where are you again? Uh, right now I'm in South Carolina right now. Um, and then, so who do you usually skate with down there? Um, I work in skate with, uh, David Dodge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I skate with, uh, my buddy, Jeremy, who is the guy I made a crab edit for the crab roll edit. Oh yeah. And then, um, I skate with, uh, Garrett Sloby, who used to be like one of the rejects rejects magazine i don't know if you guys ever got that in canada but uh he probably won't like hearing that i think of disaster topsails when i think of him or will he like that uh well that's pretty much all it does so (laughs) (laughs) better like it um so and then tim taylor lives here Ooh, Uh, yeah he's awesome he's been injured for a little while but i me and him went for a blade uh well i met up with him at the park and he was blading the other night um so that was really awesome and dodge has put out a pretty cool edit of him if you haven't seen it you should check it out and then um who else lives here there's a guy nick it's pretty pretty awesome um and adam mcmanus if you remember him from back in the day this is fucked up i'm hearing you like saying all of these names and i know of all these people and i've seen their skating and then i realize like how much talent there is across the the globe in yeah, rollerblading because i'm naming one town <laughs> yeah there's, there's really like a lot of really talented dudes in this area though um so 
But yeah. Was Montre Carolina or no? Yeah, he's he's Charlotte. So we'll, we'll go up there once in a while. Like they they'll hold these things called like the which I think Dodge started back in the day um, called Carolina Mega Sessions, and they just like pick a city in, somewhere in North or South Carolina. Um, and everybody meets up and skates there, like all the Carolina people or some of or whatever. But uh, there was just one in Charlotte that those guys organized. Uh, maybe it's probably this past summer, I guess. But yeah, Montre was there, and it's just like just so fucked up, like how much better he is. Like I think he skated one spot, and it was just like the tricks he was doing was just so much better than anyone was doing. Like that guy is just so talented, man. Was he on the level three? No, I think he, he's rocking creates. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's um, for them. So, there's that one edit that I posted in the Richie Skate article where he's skating like some indoor park, and I think he's on the level threes, and he's just completely on fire, like not missing anything, and right. doing everything. Um, those mega sessions. Early uh, in the Canada years, there was these things called Eisler Q that Richie would oh, host. And, would it um, be in Regina or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. those it was kind of the same thing where it was like a bunch of people from across at least Western Canada would get together. And, and it's so crazy that how key those things were for like a lot of the friendships and relationships that we have to this day. Like yeah. those get-togethers are so important. Yeah, uh, I think there was a period of blading where a lot of people were doing that, like because we used to host box jams in Rochester just to get everybody in the Western New York area together. And then there was like, you remember like Neglected Truth used to do box jams uh, in Philadelphia, and just people. It was more about just getting people together than it was um, than it was like competitions, you know, uh, and, and things like that. It was just really people really just wanted to like have a couple beers, grill some burgers and just skate with their friends or like do or not, do the activity that they all had in common, you know, like which happened to be skating. So um, it was just, yeah, you, I think you're right though. It was just like a big excuse to just hang out with friends and pretty ended up becoming pretty crucial for that. That sounds so goddamn fun right now. Burgers yeah. and beers and just like skating a box or something. Um, yeah. I, it was so weird. I hadn't even thought of neglected truth or that yeah. I hadn't even read that name or thought of it in a long time, but it was in the memory banks. I dusted yeah. it off there. So that was a I, Philadelphia shop yeah, yeah. run by Majet. And was Kil Adam Kilgore involved in that, or was it just Majet? I can't it remember. Kilgore. I, I know. I think of Majet when I think of that shop. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I it only popped into my head because I went to one of them once, but. Which seems pretty insane because it's about six hours from Rochester. Five, six hours. It seems pretty fucking stupid to drive that far to go skate a box. But no, know. that would be like if there was a Calgary thing way back when. That yeah, it would be like seven hours. We would go eight hours yeah. to Edmonton, um, and it would guess, just be like message bo- from message board postings and things like that too. <laughs> I guess it's no less stupid than driving, you know, seven hours to Detroit in the middle of the winter to go watch skating, like (laughs) even less. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I was thinking about when you said neglected truth, I was thinking about how there's like, there's almost a religion within skating um, based on the denial videos. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh man. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I never thought of like, 
not thought of like wording it that way, but that is absolutely what it is. Like there are that there are people where um, opinions and underestimated. It, that's like that is skating. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, that just whatever. <laughs> That's good for them. I mean, this game is very high level. It's cool, but it's just very like I. I remember even back then, like kind of glazing over those videos because it was just like over sensory overload of like monotony almost. It's just like the same thing over. You know, like you guys always make the joke like jump up, slide down, jump up, slide down. If you watch that video, it's fucking like that's <laughs> that's all it is, man. I think uh, any of those videos back then. I mean, they're really. I know there's definitely some really creative and like innovative stuff in those videos, but like, yeah, they used to just, I used to glaze over when I would watch those videos. It's funny, like Sean, Sean or Colin Kelso could just put out the most progressive, uh, creative section to date. And there would still be just a handful of people across the world. Oh, opinions. You should watch his opinion section (laughs) if you really want to see rollerblading. Which, uh, actually Colin Kelso's opinion section in from from my memory i remember it being really good but i also like his nim section is it's so good like for a modern section yeah that that section was a standout section it sucked that it was in the nim video though but anyway uh because it was supposed to be in charging that oh oh yeah yeah that was supposed to be part of charging and like it would have felt a lot better in charging than the nim video the nim video i watched once and yeah it, it basically i think and then i went back and watched colin's section again and now any the only thing i ever watch is colin's section if i ever go back and watch um, yeah i don't even think of that section as part of the nim video i just think yeah, that it's section as its own entity like uh, i couldn't tell you a single other thing about that video other it, than i remember it having a really terrible montage <laughs> the last the last trick i remember um of the video Montre that like alley oop soul to like uh, swing leg fakey three, yeah, yeah, um, like a bridge or something. And I remember like Shima's section, just the tone of it, like something just didn't click for me. Like his that create originals one and his six 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 one were a lot better. Um, I don't remember much. I know it was like a, I think it was like a Black Keys song or something. And I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's weird though. It's Shima, you know. He doesn't. Yeah. You usually remember most of his stuff, but I can pretty much yeah, I can tell you everything that he did in you know, Bring for Your Gone or you know, Coup d'etat or something, but uh have you been buying any videos? Like VOD stuff? Yeah, I buy pretty much everything that, that comes out. It's funny, like I'm still a huge nerd. Um I try and keep up on everything, just in case there's that one trick or that one section that's going to blow me away. So what was this the last, like I got, I got the Bellino. Was, yeah. I got the, I was really impressed with the Brian Freeman. Uh, um, I love that. Yep. I he, thought, yeah. AG's been doing really good stuff. Yeah. I, I, he, he's really impressed me with that. Yeah. Something about that, that, that be free. Is that, that's a nickname, right? Be free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something about, <laughs> something about the way that that was put together um i don't know he really it was like a step up above his other stuff Who's somehow 
which it, is AJ. AJ, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the way that he oh, put man. it together. Oh man, his outro, the out, like the credits. Yeah, yeah, was probably one of my favorite parts of like a lot of videos. Like I think that it just whatever that song was and. Be free, obviously, has like a very like infectious personality. Like you, you just I don't know. You want to be around the guy. You want to you watch a video of him. You want to just like know him. Uh, he's always smiling. He makes people around him smile. And like, th- and I don't know him at all. I've never even met him. But like, he just seems like that type of guy to me. And like, maybe it's I don't know. He's got to be that way. I was gonna say maybe it's just the way AJ portrayed him. But like, it definitely like I think it's obviously like that's the way he actually is. And. uh it just really comes through on camera and he plays it up really well in that video. Like that, that I love that sequence when he like Royale's the big ass rail and like goes into the grass afterwards and like there's people like cheering him on and then they like give him a beer and then it's just like cuts to him and they're just like all smiling into the camera with the beer. <laughs> like Oh man. Like, yeah, I love that. And it's just like that that is it. Like I don't know. I I, I love like um he, he he had a lot of like interact and all of these he's had a lot of interactions with uh civilians like like just normal people like both positive and negative but i love the positive stuff it's like it's really good and like the negative stuff is it's okay that that's that's been done before i like i like the negative stuff when they're like kind of making fun of blading more than anything yeah me too yeah um he was like uh i was i was like texting with him about like before it came out because he showed me the bolino one and like uh he, he there was a one part because he was like yeah you know is there any you have any notes or whatever and there was a one part with the skateboarder where the skateboarder see Bellino like what the fuck did he, he did something huge like I, I don't even know what it was it was some some trick that's huge and then it just cuts to a skateboarder like one of them's clapping and the other one just kind of gives a smirk into the lens and at first i was like fuck that kid like cut him out of there like god damn it like i'm so sick of seeing skateboarders like react like what what do we think like oh man even a skateboarder reacted to that one you know like you know it's kind of like when pat lennon jumped through the hole and you see the skateboarders kind of slamming the you know skateboard on the on the railing afterwards or whatever like things like i like i took it like that and i thought about it a little more and i was actually it's just this little shit kid and and Bellino just basically like he's one of the best in the world and he like basically risks his life in front of this kid and all he can muster is like a smirk <laughs> you know and then and then the second I thought of it that way I was like oh no leave that in like that's a really you know don't listen to me I'm fucking full of shit and uh yeah that's a really funny moment if you like go back and like just notice that little bit it's pretty funny um but yeah I don't know he he does a really good job of like I love like the little positive things like and be freeze when she, like that woman's like oh if that was my kid i would kill him I mean, like little things like that like just hearing people like you guys well i know you didn't film this but like i know you edited it but like in flip-flops which i think i meant to talk to you about that video the first time we talked because i was absolutely obsessed with it for about a year but um like super super good job editing that but like the even the the fact that they were filming all the times that they were filming um was awesome and like they're in the little cafes and like it's just like the the waitress is just saying something like oh oh i I haven't seen anyone rollerblading in a really long time that's a little you know just the little things that you guys and then and you left it in there and it's just like it's it's like self-deprecating a little bit but it's it adds like so much humanity to what you're watching and you get like a real feel i don't know that video was fucking awesome but like i don't know yeah oh man that uh 
that that girl, like the waitress mm-hmm. that that said that stuff, she was such a British Columbia archetype of a girl, <laughs> like this kind of hip nerdy girl that says cynical shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just so happy that that Leon had finally grabbed like. There's so many people who have had experiences with a version of that girl. Like yeah. she thinks she's original by saying that. Yeah. But all of us have heard that before from that yeah. girl. She thinks that she'll be edgy by saying it, but the joke is all. What did she say? Something like, I don't know. Isn't that kind of a dying thing? Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Oh man. <laughs> and then and then Josh was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just rolls rolls <laughs> right off his shoulder. Like. Yeah, that was great. I, I would love to edit a few more uh, videos where I, I wasn't on the trip and I have no attachment to the footage because I think that that helped a lot. I got to kind of like experience the trip from an objective perspective. No, um, guys, with it? Everybody that was on the trip, did they think that you portrayed the trip in a positive light? Or like in you know, an accurate light, rather. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and the sequel, um, the funny part is there's a curse now, the Imagine Blade Shen curse. So that video took three years, I think, um, and then flip flops, like I was sitting on that video for a really long time, um, maybe over a year, I think. A year and a few months, and then now Danny Beer was editing the sequel to Flip Flops, which was called Tic Tac Toe, and huh. it still hasn't come out. So no I way. I beat you, Danny, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Every like like I would get messages from people when I was gonna be finished the video and it was even a problem like with my girlfriend that I hadn't finished the video and I kept like talking to Leon about how I'm not finished the video. And it was a big thing. And then yeah. just like Imagine Blade Shun, when the video was finished and it came out, it came out at a really good time and it turned out good. So who knows? Tic-Tac-Toe may never come out. We might have to wait 10 years. Oh, well. Um, I was going to say two things, though, based on the uh, the Be Free thing, those mm-hmm. that like uh, that good vibe at the end of the section, yeah. the credits. I remember watching that. It was like a Saturday morning and it put me in the best mood after I watched it. And um, it reminded me that like, I'm still such a huge fan of hoax too, that the tone of that video is still, you're still able to grab that good feeling that you get from some of your favorite videos in, in today's world, because I just thought, I don't know. It was something like some of those moments transcended, cell phones and Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. There's like a feeling if you capture a really good moment on camera, I don't know, those timeless moments Yes. where he came off that rail and gra- it gave me that like hoax to, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's human. It's, yeah. It's like, it's just the subtle kind of human interaction and, and uh, yeah, the humanity of it, I guess. I, I just used human twice in a description, but yeah, like, yeah, I, I think that's what it is, is, is you can really connect to it, like, for that reason. Yeah, seeing humans interact in a genuine way, it's like, we're so used to 
um, typing comments that, that to see like a genuine interaction and Both, reaction, it, whether it's positive or negative too. I mean, yeah. like that, that was the whole thing. Like it, man, I feel like I've just been referencing all of your videos. So this is probably, I don't know, this probably sounds weird, but I was about to, I don't even know which one it was in, but it was like when like the, uh, vagabonds like walk by and like, they're like, can you do a backflip? <laughs> and Todd's like, can you get a job or whatever it is? <laughs> but like, but, but it, obviously Todd didn't say that to them, but like that first part, like that's, that's like that. I don't know, in some weird way, like that genuine human action interaction. Now I would say that's more of on a negative side or at least an annoying side, but like we all can relate to that as rollerbladers, like, hearing that stupid bullshit like from all from people of all different shapes and sizes like um this is kind of interesting that was a funny moment and you have to give the the people credit to to throw out some negative emotions in person because yeah it takes more balls to do that than uh than online but that moment was great because that's something that like every fucking rollerblader just like the the waitress trying trying to be provocative with her i don't know isn't that kind of a dying thing like the backflip yeah. comment like when you capture that on camera you're like yes yeah, yeah. now i can share the joke that everybody knows and I that was oh. also funny because it was he was kind of like the leader of the vagabond group so he had yeah. he like he took the position of oh i should say a joke about rollerblading to all these people and nobody really laughed he just yeah. he you know he wasn't that great of a leader because right. if the joke was good, more people would have laughed. Um, He's assuming his position. Yeah. As a leader, he had to say something. He was put on the spot. And then, and then uh, one thing that I didn't use, the can you get a job after Todd said it? <laughs> he said, uh, that's what I should have said, but I cut that out. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been funny. It's tough. Sometimes you don't know what to leave in and what to cut. Um, and I have one note written down here when you're talking about, um, the skateboarder kid reacting to Bellino's trick. Yeah. There's a famous one that I thought of right away. It, Josh Petty in, in VG seven, he like, I think he backside UFO. He does something down a rail and the camera pans up to a kid with a skateboard and like a world industry shirt. And he's just scowling. He's so mad. Do you know that shot? Uh, well, I, I was not fortunate to have that video when it was relevant, when it was new. So I've seen VG7, but it was way after the fact. So I, things didn't like glue themselves to my brain the way like VG6 and other videos oh. did. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, I would have to go back and watch it. Well, my nerdy reference, I'm sure people will know it out there and, and, uh, <laughs> over my head. <laughs> well, check it out. Cause that was the first thing I thought of. Cause you, you guys met Kazu. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So did I. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it was really, really, really inspiring. Um, more so after he left, and and like I was reflecting on what what he's doing. Um, even if five people in rollerblading did did what he's doing, um, I I think it would be a really positive thing. He he, in some strange way, he just showed how connected this little community is yeah it was so weird to just see him uh posting pictures and meeting everybody and and 
I started to think about like, God damn it. I, before I die, I have to meet all these people too at some yeah. point. Yeah. It's yeah, cool thing. I thought the guy was crazy. Like when I first saw him online and stuff, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like what is he? He's like so dedicated right now. Like this is insane. But, um, yeah, but you know, uh, then I met him and it was like, holy fuck, like this guy's the best. Yeah. Really cool guy. And yeah, he, I think I, either texted this to you or, or emailed you or something. But when he walked through the door and saw my Seba sitting there, his like first words were big wheel in America. Big wheel. Big wheel in America. I'm so happy. It was awesome. <laughs> it's funny to think that the big wheel is like to him, it's a Canadian thing. Canadian, yeah. But like, he was very, um, he was pretty adamant that it was the future. That really? The thing was going to go that way. I thought that was very interesting. That's um, crazy. Yeah. He was, he was pretty adamant about that. A really nice guy, though. Yeah, really, really cool guy. It was um, meeting him in person and kind of like the, the presence of, of being around someone in person. You kind of like, it was crazy. For me, it was like, here's a dude who's on some kind of like, um, hero's journey, spiritual quest type thing that when he's old and and possibly reflecting on his life, he's going to look back and this quest that he's on is probably going to be one of the more important parts of his life apart from his, his wife and his kid. Like yeah. something that he probably wanted to do or probably that the thing that made me think about it is it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I've never had the balls to do it. And somebody finally had the balls to do it. Yeah. Um, like how much fucking driving did he do? Uh, yeah. I feel bad for the rental car company. <laughs> they, they had another thing coming when they signed off on the unlimited miles thing. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, Oh, go ahead. No, no, you, you, um, see you're about to say like like even just before he left there was like kato arlo latimer edwards like like he got he hit up everybody dave clash dave clash mike Mike scott Scott. he got to film the first time mike scott was on skates i was thinking about i really want to do a podcast with Ernie Villarino, the first time he skated in, what, 12 years? Yeah, the Italian stallion. And he did a fucking Soyel. Of course he would do a Soyel. <laughs> it was perfect. Either that or a 35-second long frontside <laughs> to camera kiss. <laughs> One of my favorite things in the background of that shot is, uh, I think I said it in like the Hoax 2 commentary, but Brian Smith. Brian Smith in the background? Blowing to get him oh, fast. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> faster down the rail some of those like some of those moments are so good Mm. so good i I always think about the uh pre-internet days they were just uh so much more lighthearted. yeah it didn't for some reason the feeling of being filmed was a lot different back then i don't know maybe it's because we were younger but i don't know who knows? Everything became so polished that there was like then. I I don't know. I actually I haven't thought about it enough to make a <laughs> solid <laughs> statement on it. 
Man, um, you know what I wanted to... I, w- I was just looking at my list and I was like, what, what, what haven't we gotten to? We've actually done a way better this time around um, than the last time. Um, I wanted to... Wait, fuck. I keep, like... I didn't mean for this whole podcast to be, like, complimenting fucking Mushroom Blade videos. Oh, but shit. I did, from a video guy perspective, I just wanted to compliment and ask a couple things but like leon's downhill shots in mushroom in uh big wheels in the first big wheels thing when he's like on the 90s and you are obviously filming with the c100 uh those shots were amazing (laughs) and that's (laughs) that's pretty much all i wanted to say (laughs) but i also wanted to ask like how many goes did did you guys do like because like your focus was Definitely, probably wide open, like at two eight or something. And yeah, I mean, you just had such a shallow depth of field that it just seemed like pretty, pretty amazing that you like nailed the focus on a lot of those shots. Lots of tries. Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, that, that, uh, that was the question of it. Yeah, especially was- there was like a prime lens for that that one where the light is just so like it's a night shot, but it's still yeah. so bright. Um, oh, okay, so you were open up further than two eight, or were you? Um, I don't even know my numbers. Oh, I just okay. play. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, my last job interview. They were like, "What do you think your biggest weakness is?" And I was like, "I'm not a technical person at all." So if you're gonna ask me like apertures and numbers and things, I don't know any of that stuff. But um, yeah, I know I know the prime lens is the one that you put on uh to let like uh, i don't know i have this one lens that's prime lens and you have to nail the focus and it sucks in more light it's a 85 millimeter and it's two point something 2.8 probably most probably it's a rokinon 85 okay. millimeter cinema lens like one oh. of those cheaper ones no way and you like it yeah really really hard to I've use heard, i've heard good things really really hard to find the right applications for but when you nail shots they're way better than all your other lenses so i do know that like to call yourself a cinematographer quote unquote if you were a master of like a giant suitcase of all prime lenses that were really hard to nail focus with then you'd be the man um but yeah it was that lens and uh it took a lot of tries and we lucked out because it had just i think it had just rained so there was oh. a bit of reflection off okay. of the pavement and all of those like street lights were oh, bouncing yeah. off. Cause you know, when they film movies, they'll, for no reason, they'll just like put water on the streets. Yeah. The hose it down. Yeah. To make it look better. And, uh, and I had just gotten that camera too. So the original idea was to, to film, um, an edit for the Seba tricks skates. Cause Leon had spent the summer kind of, um, messing around on those and that's when the 90 millimeter longer frame seed was planted so we were going to make an edit for those and we just couldn't like between him being on those skates and me using a new camera we couldn't like you know when you can't hit like a groove of right. yeah because we didn't want to make like a promotional edit quote unquote we still wanted it to be just straight skating but I wasn't in the, I was in the skates but yeah so we just threw those shots in, and yeah. uh, and they do stick out quite a bit, though. Big time, but um, in the best way. Yeah, it, it was cool. Yeah, they worked out 
really well for like setting the feel for the section. But um, the thing that's really scary is I still haven't made like a full video on that camera yet. Like I only use it for work. I do know that um, that's like the final kind of like melding of two things because Big Wheels 1 and 2 are, are great, but I think to show it to people who don't skate, I need to take that kind of production and that camera and and try and make something that's from a shooting perspective and cinematography perspective is a little bit more pleasing to the eyes because yeah a little more digestible because that was yeah i would say 90 what eight percent fisheye and beagles too yeah and uh and filming this style of skating long shot can can not look as impressive but i think that's a good thing um in terms of a challenge oh yeah how to make it look because you could make it look really good especially like I think um, I think some of the steady. Did you get a steady cam too, or no? No, no. I'm just. Oh, okay. I see some, some of the some of the wide angle like downhill stuff. I didn't, I couldn't tell if it was handheld or what, but uh, yeah, like uh, I think you could do stuff. Yeah, I th- I don't know. I think it's got potential. I I think I'm gonna if if you really do the next one in the C100 and you get a fisheye for it, I think I'll probably miss that like kind of old school uh feel but i think you're right i think it's it's a good step to take if you're if you're thinking about it i would do it i'm not sure yet i'm not sure i think it's up in the air right now i know that there is going to be a full video made on that camera but at big wheels three i don't know it all depends on when i get that fish eye uh for the c100 yeah and how it feels and how it looks yeah, it's also like the weight of the camera and everything. Do you like like do you like the weight of the camera yeah. with with uh with for fisheye filming and whipping it around and stuff like that? Is it similar to what you had? Is it way different? Is it worse? Better? Um it's it doesn't work with with like the Tokina eleven to sixteen. Um I know I'm getting nerdy now a little bit with the numbers, but like that Tokina lens just doesn't work unless it's on a steady cam or unless you're doing really subtle movements um so until i try it with a fisheye and until i find out how that road microphone sounds on it Mm -hmm. um because there is something about that like a stereo mic going to tape the skate sounds are extra warm on tape instead of digital um so there's little things like about and and also like the texture of it's hdv and it's not low quality it's still high quality and um yeah sometimes i can i've mixed the c100 and hdv and people can't tell the difference sometimes so interesting still a good camera yeah still got that like canon lens that makes shit look really good um it still has like a filmish look to it when long shot i'm saying not like fisheye but, yeah, um, but there's such a nice texture with the C100 that if you like, it's so fun, like that whatever moment that was on Facebook when I I was like, you got to make like a mushroom blading too, and then like I scroll up a little bit and you're like, oh, I plan on making mushroom blading too with the C100. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! But uh, <laughs> swear I didn't see that. But like, if you were to recreate like a mushroom blading too with that camera, like the whatever texture that camera creates is 
pretty phenomenal. And if you were to kind of like those big establishing shots that you guys do of the mountains and the lakes and all that shit that's nearby, like that would just look pretty epic with that camera. That's the plan. Yeah, that would that would be because I mean you've been doing it a little bit um, with like these skate test things. Like you just filmed a little bit of the mountains around you, and even then you're just like holy shit. Like that camera just has really nice. I don't know. It just feels nice. It's almost it's almost dangerous. Um, it, it it's it's like weird to think to make something super high quality. Almost, I don't know. It almost doesn't fit. But we're gonna try it at least. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be cool. And all. I, I really do. Um, but what it what's I, what I thought you were just about to say is like, at what point are you? just making another snowboarding movie that's oh. <laughs> uh, yeah no i think uh i still think the rhythms of mushroom blading 2 and like some of the static camera i still think it's not overly glorified so i would try and do that again where the camera is just still a lot of the times um but All right, let's let's abandon camera stuff. Okay. Uh, wait, okay. we might be. What else do we have left? We're we're at two hours, but let's go for a little bit longer. I'm feeling fine. I don't know okay. about you. But yeah, let's go for a little bit longer. I don't know if people are getting bored. I don't think so. Really matter. This is for me. It goes by fast. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, are you guys coming to powwow? <laughs> um, I've there's been talk of like a doing like a like a booth where it would be like shop task and and mushroom blading at a booth and i would finally get to like meet everybody but my problem is i got in a lot of trouble the last time i tried to go over the border so um it could be tricky i want to things on your record that you don't want to talk about on a public forum no no i talked about it on one of the podcasts it was uh i didn't have papers to work last time i went down there to work Mm. and and i tried to just get by without I didn't lie, but I tiptoed around the truth and I almost got barred for five years. So if I'm saying, and both times it's been for, uh, filming rollerblading stuff. So, um, really, and you were filming for work. Is that what you just said? Yeah. When I, I've done, um, just the product videos, like I've helped K2 film stuff and, um, how the hell did you get caught for that though? I mean, you just were down filming rollerblading with your friends. That's what I, yeah. Oh, I'm a bad liar. I'm really. Oh, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, and it was an especially like, I don't know. It was, (laughs) I was driving over the border and I just said I was going to go rollerblading by myself to Seattle. Um, and I just got flustered and then I got taken in and mildly interrogated, almost barred for five years. So it would be really hard. What's that? You know, that, that? That exact thing happened to a buddy of mine, but he wasn't filming like rollerblading. It was with my last job. Where the, he had the same job that I did that we were like just traveling all over the place and uh, filming like little tourism, like things for little towns or whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was before I worked there, but like we used to have a couple, couple cities in, in Canada because Rochester is pretty close to Canada. And he, um, yeah, they basically like i guess like the producers there were like no you're just telling them you're going there for fun and just to you know film things or whatever and i guess they like were like okay can we search the car and they like search the car and there's like professional camera gear in there and then they, they open like a pelican case 
and see like a manila envelope just with all of the producer notes of all of the communities that he's going to be filming in and who in the contacts and stuff like that and it was just like dead giveaway like absolute dead giveaway and he almost the same sort of thing he almost got banned for five years it, or it, maybe he did get banned for like a year it was supposed to be five years but he ended up being a year or something like that it was really fucked like it sucked it was not a fun experience like when you realize you're in a really serious situation and after i just felt like dropping down to my knees and going all of this for rollerblading <laughs> starts raining on you the thing that really fucking sucks about this now though is that i'm i've been flagged twice because um when i had a business that's still going in council joy factory when we tried to go over to do it um we got flagged once because we just didn't know any better we didn't know like what the rules were um and then, so I have two flags trying to go to the States to film rollerblading. So now if I try and go to the States, even for fun for rollerblading, um, it's yeah, it's going to be hard to, and then, I mean, I don't even know how complicated it would get if we had like, if I traveled with like, let's say I go down with Todd and Carly and Leon and, and there's like, we have t-shirts and you know, like, well, why don't you why don't you guys just try to do a legit and like get the proper paperwork? Is it just expensive or something? Or? Here it's really hard, but um, I think for like events and things, because I I would love to go to Blading Cup and Powwow and things like that. So I I should look into it. Powwow um, would be, I, I I know a lot of people. I'm sure Kevin and everybody tried to bring you down there, but uh, it's true. Like there was there was something very special that happened that weekend and i don't really know what it was and i'm sure I, I don't know if kevin talked about it with you guys but it was like it was amazing like it was so cool man no I, he he talked a little bit and and the pictures something about this one specifically looked like the same thing as uh aj editing the be free edit i don't know there's there's things there's there's grooves and vibes being hit on that i don't know it's like it's happening Mm. yeah it was good and, and what made me think of you guys is that eric was there and uh doing the shop task booth or maybe it wasn't even a booth and he was just there to represent shop task or something and write an article for them but like you know it just having that little like he's the only one but like having that little like canadian presence there was really good and i was like damn more canada would be awesome like next year it's got to happen he was so fun and he was camping right next to us and like we were just kind of kicking it all weekend and that was the first time i tried the intuitions actually was there um and he took a pretty hilarious photo of me wearing long johns and set of skates and that was pretty awesome oh yeah i saw that shit that was even yeah. that photo there kind of like reminded me of some of the shit we do up here like if we're on stags and we're filming it i don't know it had the like same feel so yeah that that photo even made me want to go that it's I got, yeah <laughs> it's like the beginning of like our it's gonna be don't like that to too many people no <laughs> it's it's gonna be like our gathering of the juggalos eventually oh man yeah oh man i went and watched that movie I, you you've talked about it before that um what is it called the, american uh, juggalo yeah, it's man, definitely a, uh, one of my favorite things that's been made in the last long while. Yeah, it's cool because the director doesn't really like any of the director's commentary is subtle, and it's only in the way that he or she—I don't even know—edited uh, edited 
things that they obviously wanted you to see. So there could have been positive moments in there, things that are like, yeah, I have a PhD and I'm a juggalo. Uh, you know, we're not seeing those pieces. You know what I mean? So like, if there's any voice of the director in there, it's in what we're not seeing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. But, but what I really loved about it is that he or she is it a male or who made that? I don't uh, Sean Dunn. Okay. He, so he. Yeah. So uh, he. Uh, just let them kind of dig their own grave, if you want to say that, you know, depending on how you view it. But uh, yeah, he just let them do all the talking and, and it was enough. It was, it was compelling enough and entertaining enough to, uh, you know, uh, tell that kind of dysfunctional fucked up story of what a juggalo lives like, <laughs> I guess. That, that dude is definitely one of the most talented and underrated uh I guess directors. He's not even really a director so much as he captures life and kind of presents it yep. and doesn't try and pull strings too much. So yep. his other documentary, Oxiana, I think it's called, about oh, yeah. uh, Oxycontin. Yeah, I rented it on Vimeo On Demand. It might be on iTunes. And uh, really good. Same thing that you can tell he has like a – he has a, a connection with these people – if the camera's off too, that they, that they trust him in whatever he's in his meeting with them before the camera rolls or how they feel around him. He's able to get things that other people wouldn't be able to get. And after you watch his, his movies, you don't know how you're supposed to feel exactly that you kind of just experience it. Um, I think rollerblading could get a lot, but I mean, he's so good at what he does that it would be hard to make something rollerblading wise to the point that it would have to be like someone would have to come to powwow with no fucking knowledge of rollerblading yeah and just capture it and present it and i think it would be the best presentation of rollerblading that any rollerblader could ever do yeah uh yeah you're probably right i was gonna say i could i could see that quickly turning into like a triumph the incel comic dog uh going to like a star wars convention do you guys have that up there (laughs) I'm a big fan of Triumph, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, so powwow, man. Good time. Yeah, that would be cool if you guys went there. There was a mushroom blading little contest there that was uh, interesting, but it was cool. Who won? A uh, guy from the Carolinas, young guy, Hunter Kale. Uh, what did he do? Um, I don't know. Shit. It's just a, like a lot of uh, things that I can't I can't um, describe because there's no words for them. I think Dustin Werbeski won the mushroom blading contest at, or sorry, it's called the flat ground contest at Windy City Riot. So cool. we need more Canadians to come and uh, yeah, I I, I want to try. Well, we talked about it. We definitely talked about it. I want to be what? more action going to powwow. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and I know uh, for anyone listening who's going to be at Blading Cup, Leon is going to be there with. I think he's bringing setups to try with the intuition and the and the wizard frame and all that. And I think I don't know if this is true or not. I think he's skating in the competition. And someone told me I posted it today that he entered under Hot Dogs Gods. So I <laughs> I really hope he did. I hope they say it on the microphone because we want to get. We want to get the brand out there. Is that your new clothing company, Hot Dogs Gods? <laughs> yeah, it's our company. 
Uh, Todd and I were talking about we might do like a full video eventually where it's just going to be deadpan, aggressive skating, hot dogs, gods video. Like, <laughs> like actually trying hard to do some good stuff on aggressive skates and it would be called the hot dogs, gods video. And it would be not funny at all. It would be serious, <laughs> but it would be called Hot Dogs Gods, and it might be funny because it was serious. Yeah. yeah. But the skating might actually be really good, because we can skate good if we want to in those steps. Yeah. So, st- stay I, on I, the lookout. I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm laughing. Just <laughs> see you describing. I'm already laughing, which is not good. It That's works. Not fair to you guys. Cody Sanders was the first person to uh, to mention that. He said, "You guys should put out a video that is." like straight aggressive trying really hard and then i said it would be a comedy if we did even if we tried not to be funny it would be funny maybe it would be really good who knows that's why we got to make it everybody would look at it as you guys just making fun of rollerblading it would be so weird because even if we tried really hard to make the tricks look normal and not for style or anything yeah because we have a bunch of like really standard stuff that we could do and I could film it good and we could put the right songs to it, but people would interpret it as comedy, but there would be no comedy at all. It would be fun. It would, what music would you use? How about that? Let's just, let's just right from the get go. What music would you use? Um, Same music? Like, like, or would it? Would there be a, a more aggressive edge to it, or something? Or I guess you used rap music in this one. Yeah, would, see that. Really that's kind of that's kind of the vibe that I would do. Which, uh, yeah, I kind of took that idea. If I did, if there is a Hot Dogs Gods video, it would have the same kind of music as Big Wheels too. So we. Oh, speaking speaking of music, I told my buddy I was going to tell on him. Uh, so I'm I'm just going to do it. So my buddy, Michael Kraft, which you may or may not know uh, of him or know him or whatever, he, when Big Wheels 2 came out, sent me a heated text message about your use of Kanye West in Big Wheels 2. (laughs) Yeah, uh, there's been a, actually, that's been one of the few things that has been uh, criticism. Uh, well, explain because I'm 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 very curious as to uh, know if there was the same criticism though. It was just people who were used to being introduced to really good music in our videos being hit with three rap or hip hop songs in a row. Oh no, his his gripe was that that uh, that song was a had very serious undertones and you were using it in an ironic way. Oh, I can explain myself really well. I tried to look for an instrumental version and I just couldn't fucking find it. And every instrumental version that I found was like a bad redo on YouTube and it didn't have the same production. So I just had to use the one with the lyrics. Can you apologize to Michael, please? um, Michael, I couldn't find an instrumental version (laughs) that had the same... What I really love about the instrumental specifically of that song is that there's no drums really. Mm. It's just kind of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good electronic song beneath Mm. 
because Kanye West has great taste um, yeah. in in his production. So, um, and then also for a white middle class Canadian to use that song, um, it's almost cartoonish and, and comical. So, I think that was his grip. That was his very grip. Oh, well, I couldn't find the instrumental. <laughs> You just, you just negated that uh, apology that <laughs> with your last comment. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work again. Well, I, 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 mad at well, I couldn't find any song with that same feel. I don't know. I couldn't. It's not like I, if I was trying to find another song, I can't think of any song that feels like that song. I think you, you should do not because of that. I was going to suggest this a while back. Um, but I think he would be a really funny person for you to do a, uh, not just funny, but genuinely interesting person to do a podcast with. I yeah. Think you guys get along great. He's, yeah, for sure. And and I'm open to talking about that even for the first hour if we need to. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if he feels that passionately about it. I can't oh, okay. speak for him, but he is just a really rad dude. Um, he lived with me and my girlfriend for a month. Uh, he came to Greenville with nothing but a bike and like two changes of clothes. And, uh, like I don't know, maybe a lot of beans or something. When he left, there's just a ton of beans in my house for whatever reason. But uh, protein, rice. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he was just like on a little life mission and was planning on stopping here, um, just to kick it with us for a little while. Um, just like the people, the crew that skates here. Um, and he ended up staying for a month. Met a lot, made a lot of friends here, and yeah, just just kept hanging out. But uh, when we were, when me and you were talking about doing a podcast, he was currently living at my house then. Um, like a while back, like maybe four months ago or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I, I told him then that I was like, I'm going to recommend you talk to Joey at some point. Cause I bet you guys would do a really interesting one. Yeah. I would love to have, where is he now? Uh, I think, yeah, he was supposed to just keep going, but I think he ended up back in Austin. I, I think he's in Austin. Okay. I'm not sure. He sends me text messages every once in a while, but I texted him right before the podcast to threaten him. So just to let you know, I'm about to mention your your text message to Joey. I'm surprised actually more people didn't didn't bring that up. But sometimes you just hope that um, the way that everything's presented, that hopefully people will will get it. And did you did you have that? It sounds like did you have that song in mind while you were filming? I I listened to that song nonstop. Uh, even I think. Yeah, even before we started filming. I just I would listen to that song every single day driving to work and on the way back from work and while exercising and I just I couldn't find the instrumental. And then I would try and find songs that sounded like it and then I couldn't find anything and then it was exactly what I wanted. So, yeah, yeah. uh well no, I I wasn't speaking to the the content of the song I, no, I was more yeah. so saying like you can tell in your section that you're you're like skating to the rhythm of that song yeah you can you can sense like i don't know it's all not i don't want to call it like the anger that's in the song and you're skating but it's like more like the i don't know maybe the passion or something i'm not really sure but like i don't know just kind of like in more in like the scenes when you're like boosting off the the curbs into the wall rides and like the, the yellow curves when you're like kind of boosting like zero spins off of them and, and hitting the other curve and then going back and hitting, you know, whatever, whatever those tricks were. But like, I don't know, you could just see like your pace was very, I don't know. It was good. It was, it was, it was a good fit. Like, 
I thought it was awesome. Shit, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy to hear that. Some but, some of us weren't weren't happy though. No, no, some weren't happy. And a lot of the times, like I'm, I'm totally joking, but a lot of really uh, like iconic lyr lyric lyricists, I guess that's the mm-hmm. word. Like uh, Bono in U2 or David Bowie or whatever. They're not even really like singing lyrics. They're just kind of using their voice as an instrument yeah. that goes with the music. And even Kanye West. Yeah. Like the way he's rapping to that song is the same way if I'm trying really hard to bring some energy to skating. It's the, kind of the same thing. Yeah, He could really be saying anything in that song. But obviously he's Kanye West, so he says some pretty intense shit. But yeah, yeah, um, I didn't mean for that to be such a long. Uh, no, I, no, I that's good. Kind of funny. That's good. Well, like, and then like I don't know that riff raff song was just like perfect for Todd. Yeah. Like, and then um, Leon's was a bit trickier, but damn, turned out good. Yeah, it was good. It was an awesome video. Sweet. Shit. Uh, yeah. We're 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 almost at two thirty. So do we have anything else? Did we miss anything? Uh, I don't. I mean, there's there's so much to talk. There about, is so much. I, I don't know if you had anything. Uh, any any last uh, last licks? Um, we didn't even get a chance to talk about uh, Puerto Rico that video. Um. Yeah. There was. Yeah. What about it? Um. How long were you there for? Week. A week. So same as Barcelona. And uh, that was just like a, a, a skate trip again? Yeah, that's like kind of been the, the trend. Like we, they all started with like Arizona trips. Um, and then we kind of got, it's not that we got tired of going there, but it was just, I don't know, we went like five times in a row or something. Oh, yeah, that's so a lot. Like, yeah, it was, I don't know. We just wanted to go to like more kind of random places. So yeah, that's when Barcelona got introduced. And then didn't want to go back there. We just, I don't know. I went on a vacation with my girlfriend to Puerto Rico and it was just the whole time I was like, man, this would make for a fucking amazing skate trip. So I just asked, asked the homies and everybody was like, yeah, I'm down. And, and then it was the same sort of thing. Like we did like a lot of random, like touristy shit, like scuba diving and taking tours through the rainforest and stuff. And it was, you know, when you're on a skate trip, like you don't really expect everybody to go, yeah, like I'm down. Like you, you know, it's very like, usually skate trips are like, Oh man, I only got like, you know, 50 bucks to last me this whole week or something. But this time it was like, everybody was like, yeah, man, like totally on vacation mode. Like, I, you know, we could skate, not skate, whatever. I'm just going to have fun. So it was like, I don't know. That was like the whole point of calling it on holiday. Cause it was like, I mean, it was more of like an afterwards thing that, that I kind of realized, but it was just like, this, you know, this is not a skate trip. And what's funny is that, uh, all of like those pro guys that were in Puerto Rico um, for like Yvonne's thing and like the Blader gang and like they have a little bit in Puerto Rico, like that whole thing, there was like a bunch of pros in Puerto Rico. Like they were there like maybe a week before we were or possibly like two weeks before we were. So like all of this shit that we're skating had been like just absolutely like crushed by like, you know, actual professionals and not (laughs) washed up 30 year olds and like, uh, So, but what's funny is when I talk to a couple of those guys about their trip, it's like, yeah, man, we like camped at the skate park every night and like, 
yeah, it was cool. Like we're getting, you know, street food, like food off the vendors on the, uh, you know, on the side of the street. And like, it was awesome. And, and I'm just like, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. But man, oh man, does that sound like the exact opposite trip that, that we had? Like, we, we, I don't know, like we were just all just straight up like vacation mode. And I probably spent more money on a skate trip than I've spent on a lot <laughs> ever actually, <laughs> like on a skate trip. Like I was like, holy shit. And that was just part of that. Like when I'm like, I, it was like halfway through editing the piece and I was like, yeah, this really is just like a vacation video. Like there was definitely a lot of skating, but like, it's just, you know, more and more it's like, well, you know, really what's important. Is it, is it the skating or is it just the time that you get to spend with your, spend with like your good friends that a lot of times it's the only time of year, you know, only time of year that we see each other, you know? So it's a really cool thing to have some documentation of that. That's kind of like what you were saying with like Kazu, like when he's like, you know, old man kind of looking at, looking back like those, those will be those things that like we look back on, you know, that'll be really rad. Yeah. Every time we even do like a little thing, like the two stags, we're like, fuck, we have to do this more. So that's amazing that you've done like week long trips. I haven't done anything that, that Epic yet. I hope to, I really hope to. It's cool. Like, I don't know. I, I fall into grooves pretty bad though. And like when you have, when you have like a, groups that big and like you're one of the only camera guys like that's that's pretty frustrating because like everybody wants something filmed and like you know know, sometimes it feels like you don't get a chance to film or skate yourself and yep um and it's hard to like not everybody's like-minded uh as far as the type of stuff that we like to skate um you get a sometimes like a little negative energy of like what and this is kind of what i was explaining a little bit earlier but like when you kind of want to take things on like the weirder side of things like at one point in it if you even remember but like at one point i'm like skating a tree and like just kind of doing a little ledge roll and then doing like a tree roll and kind of doing a stall on that and like my buddy grant uh you know he got involved and and thomas martin got involved because like those guys like to get down like that but like half the crew which there was about 14 of us so the only people that actually stayed and did that was like the four of us or the three of us and then a dodge state and filmed everybody else was like yeah i'm gonna I'm just going to keep skating. Everybody just like left. And like, we actually had a good time as a result of that, but it's just, it just kind of goes to show like, there's just a lot of different vibes there. Like not everybody's really into like exploring the weird and not that they should be, but I I don't know. Sometimes I think it would be cool to go on a skate trip where it's just like fully just, I don't know, like people who are like down with just getting really experimental. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't fully fleshed that idea out. Because at the same time, it completely negates what I just first said, which was, is this about the skating or is it about having a good time with your friends? So it's like, I don't know. I want both, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, both <laughs> so. are good and it's inevitable. Um, we're going to be making some kind of video eventually. Uh, yeah, we're going to be collaborating on something eventually. Or you're just going to come up to Canada and we're going to be filming something. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah, well... I, that was like one thing like me and Tim are definitely going to come up to Vancouver. I was going to ask how often that you guys even go to Vancouver, how much of a pain in the ass that is. Not but, enough. I don't go up enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and Tim Adams were talking about taking a trip out there. I was already looking into plane tickets. Um, I was going to hit you guys up, but I hit Leon up and told him and he's like, yeah, come anytime. What are you thinking? Uh, Ballpark estimate. When, when does it get warm? I don't know. May, June. Okay. Is that warm? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
depends on work. It depends on my health. My fucking shoulders are in really shitty shape right now. And, uh, I don't know. I just got back from the doctor today. I don't have to get surgery on my left shoulder. I guess I'm kind of happy about that, but I'm kind of confused because it hurts like a motherfucker. And the guy basically, I got an MRI and he's like, yep, yeah, don't know what's wrong with it. Cool. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> what? Like, Take some drugs. <laughs> I'm like, Go do physical therapy. I'm like, physical therapy? I can't even move the fucking thing. Like, it hurts so bad. And like, the guy's, yeah, I, on one hand, I like almost wanted surgery because I knew like that was going to be the answer. Now I'm just kind of like, I don't know. And this was like, and I have, a chronic bad shoulder which is my right and this whole mess is on my left like i just did this like six weeks ago and so now i'm just with two bum shoulders so any all future plans like blade trips and all of these things are just like am i even going to be functioning by then i don't even know well do you get a like a winter time down there like is it is it a break from sh- like shitty weather weather break for a few months <laughs> or something no that's what's awesome well no, not really, man. Half that section that we were talking, like that I put out, was filmed in the wintertime here. What? Yeah, it's amazing. And because I come from Rochester, which is like very snowy in the yeah. winter, like you, you essentially take six months off of like street skating and filming. Yeah, so yeah, that's what happens what here. Need, yeah, right. So if you don't get what you need to do done uh, between you know late spring to early fall, you're kind of fucked. It's you know? really. Here, fucking urgent yes yeah that's nice too the sense of urgency so Uh, you just can film and skate whenever you want then yeah yeah that's insane it's it's pretty incredible like you'll get a cold day but then like it'll be like two days later it'll be like 65 and it's like december 5th you know it's like what the fuck i don't know well then maybe pretend that there's a winter happening and that you just don't skate and maybe uh, did he say anything about your shoulder feeling better if if you don't but it's hard not to do anything yeah man yeah i don't have that discipline i suck um that's what i've been trying to do with cones more like well i have a whole gambit of things that i look my goals with cones but like one of them is to be really low impact skating like something that challenges me with with rollerblades on my feet that's not giving me like that much of a potential to like really eat shit and like fall and like fall in weird ways that can like mess up my shoulders and stuff. Yeah. That that's good. Yeah. Don't touch any quarter pipes because that's gonna, that's the first thing I think of for popping out a shoulder. That's how I've done both of them. I didn't pop my other one out, but that's, it was actually on the same mini ramp. I popped. Yeah. I've done the right one like seven times now though. yeah it's gotten to the point where i'd like don't even make contact with the surface yeah it's fucking terrible if you do skate a quarter pipe just take i don't know figure out a way to like cross your arms when you know you're gonna miss but that's pretty hard to do on a quarter pipe it's It's like you got 20 years of conditioning telling you the opposite so it's tough to i finally got to a good point but i think i was favoring my left and like now i'm like I knew that was kind of going to happen, but it happened. So it's like you're favoring your left, so like all impact goes to the left side, and like ultimately you're just going to fuck that one too. So it's like it sucks. Well, I hope Blade God heals both of your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, man. And I hope we get to skate in Vancouver. Dude, yeah. Oh man. Well, I mean, we don't have to talk about that on the podcast. No. Dead like, ass. Like, yeah. Tim and I were talking about it. I don't, I don't know how big of a crew it would be. Like. I'd want 
Yeah, I definitely would want it to be people that are like just down to like explore down some rabbit hole of just having fun and you know, using blades in interesting ways. And Tim's getting a pair of Sebas. I don't know if you saw that. I saw it. Yeah, Leon, the gateway drug, man, I'm telling you. Darth Vader AD Pro Skates. Full. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really excited to see where he goes with that. He was doing, he was basically doing, I don't even know how he got the speed, but he was getting big wheel speed on his setup before he was skating big wheels. So, I'm, Just yeah. 58 millimeter flat, create originals or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited too to see where he's going to take that. Um, yeah. Well, shit. This was good. Yeah. Oh man, I flew by, dude. This, I feel like this is gonna be boring for a lot of people. I feel bad. Um, that's my fault. We like I got extra nerdy at the start. I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be good. Cool, man. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll try and and do the next one sooner rather than a year's time. Um, yeah. You got a lot of people to get to though, so don't you know? That's yeah. You can put me low on the totem pole. When when you when you tagged my name and like the list of people you needed to talk to, I was like, holy fuck! Like one of these is not like the other. Like just get me off that list. (laughs) It is in in the blade community. It is. It uh, is. I don't know about that. Definitely is. Talk to Rob soon though. I met up with him in New York City uh, randomly. I was just there on a little vacation, and he happened to be in town, and we got to we had a good hanging out for a few days, and. That was a really good time. I think he texted you some pictures of our faces in like a fucking cutout thing. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, yeah, I got yeah. I got a picture of like you guys maybe riding on a bus or I can't remember what it was. But oh, yeah. You I guys mean, are the beach or I don't know. Did you go to a yeah, beach? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Beach, yeah. Um but I hope I can get him on um obviously blading cup. It'll probably be like a post blading cup uh podcast because feet will just be coming out so it'll be a perfect time for him to come on for that and then um i i think julio's gonna be coming on post blading cup too and then um yeah there's a whole bunch the goal is to get to 200 so we can hopefully do arlo for new year's um still on he's still you think that he publicly he publicly said it on facebook awesome so but who knows? Cool, man. You got a lot of good things on the horizon. Maybe we'll talk soon, but Woo-hoo. if not, I will see you in Vancouver. Yeah, I'll see you in Vancouver. <laughs> Have a good night, Mike. Yep, you too. Good talk. See you. Later.